in waiting times, which took evidence from patients and health professionals across the county. Bucks County Council will discuss the recommendations today. There are reports of gunfire in the US city of St Louis in Missouri after a grand jury decided not to charge a policeman over the death of an unarmed black teenager. President Obama has appealed for calm. The 18-year-old was killed in the suburb of Ferguson in August. Bucks Fire and Rescue Service say two people were taken to hospital following yesterday afternoon's suspected chemical leak in Fenny Stratford in Milton Keynes. The emergency services were called to a dry cleaners in the high street just after 3pm. Four other people were treated at the scene. Labour is proposing that private schools should lose business rate relief worth £700 million unless they do more to help pupils in the state sector. They want private schools to make their specialist teachers available to state students. It's been revealed that a woman in her 80s was killed when a car crashed into a tree in Stevenage on Thursday. She was a backseat passenger in a car which came off the A602 Broadhall Way at around 20 past five in the evening. The confidential telephone helpline set up last November to support older people says it has been inundated with calls in its first year. The Silverline helpline has received more than 275,000 calls, with loneliness the biggest single problem. More from Daniela Relf. The vast majority of the calls have been made in the evenings, overnight and at the weekend. More than half of the callers complained of loneliness, saying they had nobody to talk to. Esther Ranson, the founder of Silverline, says loneliness and isolation in the over 65s are now an epidemic. It's also announced a new partnership with the Care Quality Commission to help reach the most vulnerable older people and those who call in with concerns about their care. In sport, newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton heads the 10 sportsmen and women nominated for the BBC Sports Personality of the Year award. The Hertfordshire driver is joined by, amongst others, Open Golf champion Rory McIlroy and Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock. The weather, a frosty start with mist and freezing fog clearing during the morning, some rain this afternoon, a maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.com co.uk slash three counties today on bbc three counties radio from nine the jvs show with the big phone in the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems from 12 nick coffer the doctor's surgery is open with gp ket and bat and we're looking at how Leighton buzzard shortened the second world war from three roberto peroni i'm here with a roundup of the day's news the latest travel and your stories from seven three counties sport we're live from stadium mk to bring you the dons versus rochdale in League One. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. While Alice looks for esoteria, we sit here and we tell you what's coming up on the show today. Speeding bans, GP plans, and taxi mans. Torrent of apparent abuse by a man who used to wear a Chelsea kit for a little bit of you know what, and I don't mean playing football. Although balls will play with. Catherine Boyle's here. Hello. You're right, Boyley. Yeah. You feeling the vibe yet? A I'm, bit, yeah. I'm not. I'm not feeling the. I was feeling the vibe at about twenty past five for a good seven or eight minutes. I'm not feeling any vibe now. Well, maybe it's because you haven't been jumped out upon twice. Yep. In the I've, last fifteen minutes. I've done it two twice, haven't I? Yeah. And you loved it. Uh. Well. Maybe Kelly I'll Betts. Go Kelly Betts isn't here. Alice Glossop is here. Hello. Where's your microphone? It's over there. It's miles away. Oh, well, that was your chance. You missed it. Never mind. Never mind. She missed it. 
And of course you. Although you don't call me in the first hour anymore. What's your beef, guys? Too lazy, huh? Too lazy? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Shut up, you stupid, sweaty little git. No need for that. Sorry, Catherine, but I mean, really, it's the front page of The Sun. It's a cracking front page, isn't it? Shut up. It was, we said there, Tory grandee David Mellor. Grandee? Really? Is, uh, I don't know what a grandee is, actually. It, is the thing about him um, with that woman, I know it's true that he had an affair with the woman, but it, I don't think the football kit, kit thing is true. I think that's um, a Max Cliffordism. Yeah, but he uh, has also dined out on that one, hasn't he? Yeah, but I, th- th- there are lots of pictures, uh, pop quiz guys, who can remember her name? We remembered it, we, we came up with half and half, didn't we? Do you remember her name? G- g- Alice doesn't even know what we're talking about, do you? Wow. Have you found that song? Um, was it By Love Again? Is that the artist? Love. Just love. And it's called Alone Again or which... I don't know which part of that... So you haven't even looked? I, I've, I tried, but I didn't understand what you said. You, I've got... Wait, no. Yeah, there is, there is, there is. What do you mean you didn't understand? Trust me, yeah. it'll be worth it. Well, can we play it? Yes. What, 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 what does she mean she didn't understand what I said? It's OK. She's I said it three times. Okay. I said it thrice. There's not a word... There's once, mumbly, twice... He was mumbly, OK? So... Well, <laughs> what? I am the presenter of the year! <laughs> mumbly? You don't get that award for mumbling! Well, I don't, it on air. I don't mumble, I enunciate. I'm the king of enunciation. Listen to me enunciating. Come on, enunciate you, you in a minute. Yes, it is, I don't mumble. <laughs> I take great offence hey, at that. Hey, hey, hey. Yes? Let's take it down. I don't hey. mumble. The local dogs are going wild, that's all I'm saying. It's like I had some idiot the other day call me a shock jock. I said, well, don't call me a shock jock. That doesn't exist. I don't mumble. I'm not a shock jock. A mumbling hey, shock jock. A mumbling again. shock jock. A mumbling. Not a mumbling shock jock. See, people wonder what I do for a living. It's that. <laughs> it's I have to bring it down to the normal level. To, well, anyway, does anyone remember her name? Yes, we do. We do. Um, but I don't think the football kit thing is, is, is true. I think that's a Max Cliffordism. I mean, are we bothered whether it's true or not? Tory grandee David Mellor launched a foul-mouthed attack on a cabbie in a row over the quickest route. Toes were a big thing back then, weren't they? Well, um, I could never get to grips with toes. No. The hygiene thing. No, and also... It's too ticklish. Mm. I can't even go and see a shropodist without... Um, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what you just did before. Tory grandee David Mellor launched a foul-mouthed attack on a cabbie in a row over the quickest route. Wow. Millionaire ex-cab... Is he anybody now? Does he... I mean, he he does a radio show and he keeps mentioning the radio show in the rant. Does he do anything now? Is he a man now or a mouse? Man, I think. Millionaire ex-cabinet minister Mellor, 65, told him to shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Before branding him... A little, sweaty, stupid, shoo, dearie me, and a smart-ass little kid. <laughs> the black cab driver gave the son a recording of the F-word rant... Oh, dear. ...after Labour's Emily Thornbury was forced to quit for sneering at white van men. Ah, ah, that's what's happening here. It's a campaign to bring down the upper classes by... Buy a newspaper that's made a lot of money out of calling people chavs and that. Exactly. Right, now we'll, we'll come, come back to this. We'll, we're going to ponder this all morning, I think, because it's a cracking story. This is what we were looking for. 
and it was totally worth it. Get ready, hippies. Like your bongs now. Said it's alright. I won't forget all the times I've waited patiently for you. And you'll do just what you choose to do. And I will How You Do It songs. Now, here's a story. Road safety campaigners are questioning the sentence handed to a man caught doing 124 miles per hour on the A41 in Hertfordshire. 41-year-old Michael Clark from Berkhamsted has been banned for 40 days and will have to pay £2,500 plus costs. 124 miles an hour, banned for 40 days, just over £2,500. Gosh. Claire Armstrong is the founder of Safe Speed. Morning, Claire. Good morning. We were all shocked when uh, we were reading these figures in the office yesterday. I would imagine that you are as well. Uh, ab- absolutely. I mean, this is a very reckless speed to be driving on any public highway. Um, your thinking distance and stopping distance is going to be very extreme, um, as in, you know, very long, long speed 
space required to stop. Um, so should anything have happened, I mean, there could have been carnage on the road. So it was absolutely right and proper uh, for them to fine and, and ban and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, it, but, it's but not the right speed to be doing on the road. Because he's not, that wasn't an accidental, oh, I was five miles over the limit. That, that's, that's 124 miles an hour. A 40-day day ban mm. seems a little, um, well, a little lacklustre to me. Well, I had also thought it was 141. Um, oh, blimey, could, even faster. I had, I could be wrong. Shoot, shoot. However, um, I mean, 40-day ban, I mean, to some people could mean the end of their business. So, and we have to rely on the judge to make an appropriate um, commission for what's going on. I mean, you have to take into account other people that might rely on him. For example, if his business went down, maybe 60 other people would become unemployed. Yeah, but if, um, if a kiddie went down, you know, it, it, it doesn't bear thinking about the damage that could be caused at that. Excuses. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but we don't know much of the information around this case. What has to come out of this is that drivers have to understand that to be responsible on the road and to always make sure that they never drive at an inappropriate speed. You have to allow for thinking distance to do that. You have to pay attention and have good observation, anticipate, be very clear about, um, you know, that you've got time to travel so you're not having to feel rushed um, or drive quickly um, because that's when you start to make mistakes. Um, so always allowing time for your journey is exceptionally important um, and there really is no excuse for this. He got caught so, by a speed camera and uh, am I right that your group uh, Safe Speed aren't so keen on speed cameras? We, we require the removal of them because you have to have, I mean if, if that's the case it was done by a camera, I know yesterday we weren't too sure about that but um, that would mean that he would only have received a ticket and then he would have been summoned to court. So in other words he could have carried on down the road. They're doing whatever speed. But we haven't got the policing to have have, have coppers out, have we? Well, we ought to have the police out there. We know that each of these cameras um, are are costing an awful lot of money. Some of them cost the same amount it would have employed, you know, a single policeman on the road or even several. Um, And it, it is very appalling to say that uh, we haven't got the money to put police on the well, road. Well, we haven't. Our local, one of our local... Uh, the speed f- cameras is about profit. Yeah, but one of um, our local forces is having to save something like £25 million in the next three years, so they haven't got be, the money. Maybe, may but they can still put, if all they can afford to do is to put ten policemen on the road that day in traffic policing, then that is what they require to do. Um, and we can't... There's no shortcut to road safety. We, we have all sorts of statistics. TRL 595 shows and guarantees that it is 27% safer on the road with police on the road. Claire, we have to end it there. Thank you very much indeed. It's Claire Armstrong. She's the founder of Safe Speed. Your thoughts, uh, please, on that. 124 miles an hour. He got 40, 40 day ban. It's almost worth it for the buzz. It's almost worth it for the buzz, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Royston, the A505 is closed in both directions between the A10 and the M11 Junction 10 for Duxford. That's because some smoke is blowing across the road, making the visibility very much reduced around there. In Milton Keynes, having a look at the A421 standing way, there's roadworks in place around the Kingston roundabout, and they're expected to cause delays later on. But checking the speed sensors, and everything's moving fine at the moment around Milton Keynes. And in, in A405 North Albert Road, having a look around there, it's looking very heavy at the moment on the speed sensors at the Park Street roundabout northbound. But but having a look at the M25, everything's moving well there and on the M40 at the moment. In High Wycombe, the A40 Oxford Road has a lane closed for roadworks in both directions at Temple Street, so expect that to I've get busy. Got a real for donkey. 
It's Matt the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hi, weirdos. Thank you, Samantha. 6.17, it is Tuesday, the 25th of uh, November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Road safety charities have criticised the length of a driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding as fast as he can. 120 miles per hour on the A41. I was trying to make it rhyme, sorry. Probably best, Kat, you've done the news in the, in the past. Probably best not to uh, try and rhyme the headlines. I wouldn't rhyme the headlines, no. OK, OK. It was 124 miles per hour. Uh, over 100. Doctors practices... Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers, sir. According to... I, I'm really going to stop trying to rhyme. Stop it. It's disrespectful yeah. to the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bail out here. BBC Three Counties Radio. Your world is full of the things that are most important to you. Now the County Council's wondering if it can take the buses away too by building bus tunnels underneath. From what's happening in the next street to what's happening in the next town. The fire was at its peak at around nine o'clock when there were 60 firefighters and 20 engines here. You don't want to just know about it. You want to really understand it. It's a busy road, this is, for cyclists. Do you think it should be a legal requirement that cyclists have to wear helmets? Your local news matters on BBC Local Radio, TV and online. Monday morning you showed the fight something to do with uh, grot bags. Erotic party operations. It's true.
sick and I didn't get tickets to go and see them with Christy McVie because I thought they were too expensive and I changed my mind and it had sold out. Never mind, you get a DVD for about tenner. GP practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers. An inquiry report has been published to investigate the reasons for inconsistent patient experience of at Buckinghamshire's GP practices and appointment waiting times. It's to be discussed by the County Council later on today. Catherine Boyle is here to tell us more. Kath, why did this inquiry take place in the first place? Well, this inquiry has been conducted by the Bucks County Council's Health and Adult Social Care Select Committee. They were concerned about the length of time patients were having to wait to see their doctors and the varying quality of service they encountered once they got through the doctor's door. So to gain a better understanding and work out how to improve the situation, that's why they've looked into this report. What did they investigate? Well, the inquiry team listened to what patients were telling us about their experiences uh, once they went to visit their GPs. And they also spoke to a number of sort of professional sources about it. They also visited 12 GP practices across the county themselves. What did they find out? What were the results? Well, I mean, they found what you pretty much said at the beginning of this uh, this report. It was found that the pressures on appointment waiting times were mainly due to growing patient lists, but at the same time, the capacity to make meet this demand was being constrained by a lack of funding, oh, yeah. inadequate premises, and hey. particularly difficulty recruiting and retaining staff. Um, but despite these challenges, the inquiry found that there was good patient access to a GP in an emergency, right. which, which you would hope would be the case. You would. And effort was being made by practice staff to meet demand and deliver good patient care, but more, more needs to be done especially in response to the highlighted instances of unacceptably long waits for non-urgent appointments. I would imagine that there are a number of recommendations aimed not only at the local primary care commissioning process, but also at NHS England nationally. Could you give us, I don't know, maybe five examples? I was going to say there are a number. There are five, and they go like this. One, the publication of an annual comparison of the use of funding against different CCG areas. I don't know what that means. Right, you know, CCGs are now running the show. Yes. Clinical commissioning groups, so they're going to look at what they're doing and what others in the local area are doing too, just to make sure that they are in line. Okay. Two, creating greater awareness of waiting times for non-urgent appointments experienced by patients. Okay. Um, in English? Uh, making the waiting times clearer. Okay. Three, show how investment in primary care premises will be delivered over the next five years. Mm. Okay, yeah, show you working out. Yeah. Four, outlining the future of GP services in Buckinghamshire and how they should look in five years' well, time. Uh, Making a plan. Yeah. No. And five, the commitment to additional funding for clinical commissioning groups. They need more money. Can we have your money, please? Watch them run down. 
Delgado's Matthew and Son. Um, um, Andrew's on the line. Say hello, Andrew, to Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Andrew. How are you this morning? Uh, fine, thank you. So, what's your beef? Uh, it's about these speed cameras. Go on. Uh, yeah, I think that I agree with that lady. Oh. You, they should be removed. But... Sorry, start again, Andrew. I can't elaborate. Oh. Go. Yeah, they, they should be removed because they, they, they don't reflect uh, road conditions and... Uh, Hello? Yep. The, the problem with them is that uh, well, they've got them, especially these average speed cameras, they've got them installed where my friend lives on quite a, a large stretch of road. But the problem is that <laughs> Your friend lives on a road? Uh, sorry? Your friend lives on a road? No, she lives... Uh, is it, is your friend a heron? Sorry? No, where the road where my friend lives, she doesn't actually live on the road, she's got a house off the road. Good. But the, the, the cars come down there at high speed and they turn off before they get to the next camera, so it's, it's not recording their actual speed. And they don't, and speed cameras don't discriminate from road conditions, and, and you know, and it's, and time of day and traffic and that. And so, I mean, all it is is just recording the speed. The time of day and traffic and that don't really matter, do they? Because they don't put those speed cameras anywhere where there's not been a massive accident. Well, no, because I mean, there doesn't mean a massive absence where my friend lives. It's where it's where they they uh, do uh, surveys, and if the uh, motor speeding uh, is consistent. So, what are you saying, Andrew? You want people to just go willy nilly? No, but I mean. Well, then, how are they supposed to police it? Well, you know, as I said, it's the cameras, they don't work. No, they must work because they're expensive and they have to make them worth their while. And if people weren't speeding past them, they wouldn't make any I, money. I got done on a camera the other day. I'm up to nine points. I think I'm just three away from a prize. You're a Wally, but that camera is quite hidden. Yeah. Yeah, but also, um, if you look at it statistically, most accidents occur at low speed. They, they don't occur at... You, you, very rarely you see uh, accidents occurring at high speed. It's, it's well, that's because they're a speed camera to slow things down. No, I mean, in, in, a, in Andrew, urban areas... Andrew, Andrew, are you suggesting that people should be allowed to drive any speed they want? No. How do you police it? Well, it, it's very difficult to complete it because, I mean, there aren't infinite resources for the police Ladies to Ladies and gentlemen, there. thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In Royston on the A505, it's closed in both directions between the A10 and the M11 Junction 10 for Duxford. That's because smoke's going across, blowing across the road, so visibility is very poor in the area there. In Kempston Hardwick on the B530 Ampthill Amp Road, it's electricity works with traffic, uh, temporary traffic lights in place just before the A6 Ampthill Road, so that could cause some delays to your journey. And having a look in Aylesbury on the A Great Western Street, that's closed for roadworks between Walton Street and Friaridge Road, so that could cause some delays as well. On the speed sensors looking at the North Orbital Road, it's very heavy around the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts and on the trains, the London Underground that has the Bakerloo line suspended southbound between Harrow and Wilston and Queen's Park, so that's affecting anybody heading into Marylebone this morning. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Road safety charities have criticised the length of a driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding at over 120 miles per hour on the A41 in the county. 41-year-old Michael Clark from Berkhamstead was banned for just 40 days. Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers, according to a report going to councillors today. And there are reports of gunfire in the US city of St Louis in Missouri after a grand jury decided not to charge a policeman over the death of an unarmed black teenager. President Obama has appealed for calm. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton heads the 10 sportsmen and women nominated for the BBC Sports Personality of the Year award. The Hertfordshire driver is joined by, amongst others, Open Golf champion Rory McIlroy, Real Madrid's Gareth Bale and Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock. Milton Keynes Dons will move to within three points of League One leaders Bristol City tonight if they beat Rochdale at Stadium MK. They're without suspended defender Carl McFadzine. Manager Carl Robinson says they'll have to shuffle the pack. We're going to have to take one or two chances ourselves in our team selection and try and hope that we get one of them right in relation to some of the build-up into the game. So we're, we're, we're fully aware of the challenge that Tuesday's going to bring to us and, but we're looking forward to it. I think when you're in good form like we are at the moment that we just can't wait to play the next mm. game. And you can hear full commentary on MK Dons versus Rochdale in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. Tonight in the Champions League, Manchester City must win at home to Bayern Munich to stay in the competition. Victory for Chelsea away to the German side Schalke would confirm their place in the knockout stage. In the Premier League last night, second place Southampton drew one all at Aston Villa. In Conference South, Boreham Wood are six points clear at the top after a 4-0 win at home to Western Supermare. Tonight, Hemel Hempstead go to Bath. In the Southern League Premier Division, Hitchin beat Dunstable 3-2. Tonight, Chesham are at home to Hereford. And the Australian cricketer Phil Hughes is in a critical condition after being hit on the head by a bouncer during a match at the Sydney Cricket Ground. The 25-year-old test opener was given mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on the pitch. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 Stay there, phone call, incoming phone call. Stay there, we're taking you. Unless you're someone rubbish, in which case we won't. I must be able to... Oh, I must be able to... Call back, caller. Call back, caller. I must be able to take phone calls from in here. Doesn't your system... Does it, does this system not allow me to take phone no, calls? No, I don't think you're allowed. Uh, we can't give you the power. Give me the power? No, you don't deserve the power. You couldn't handle the power. Where's that call has gone. Why would you do that? You made me run next door. This is the equivalent of ringing someone when they're in the bath 
I've just, you know, padded downstairs yeah. and just as I got to the phone, you ring off. Thanks very much. You better not be sending me, like, insurance or PPI or something. I bet that was what it was. Yeah. I well, mean, who else is going to ring me at this time? It, well, a caller. Oh, yeah, I'm not in the bath, am I? This is work. Do you want to come, come oh, back in here? Come, come back in here. Forget five, them. Double five. They're going to ring back. No, no, come, come back in here. It's fine. They're just not ringing back. Another... No one's ringing back. Come back in Why here. Why would they ring me come back? Come and do the papers in here with me. Talk about David Mellor. Me no one's interested. No one's interested. No one's interested. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four dollars. Kath, they're ringing! Oh, no. They're ringing! They're ringing! <laughs> Hang on. Okay. Good morning, BBC Three Counties Radio. There we go. That's Hello, exciting. who's that? That's exciting, isn't it? John, were you the one that was ringing before? What, what's up, John? <laughs> what's up, John? That's not the BBC training. What's up, John? All right, that's lovely. I'll let... Does, he, does John want to come on the air? Oh. oh he's got, I'm getting the serious finger. John, let me, let, let me put you through to um, Ian and then I'll phone it through to travel. It'll just give me time, all right? I'll put you through now. John on Fader 1. OK. You can... Good morning, BBC Three Counties Radio. You're a sucker. Oh. <sighs> you are an absolute... Morning, John. How are you doing, Ian? I'm all right, thank you. What would you like to say, sir? Uh, the A421 standing way, there's a car transporter broken down, taking out one lane, um, just before the Brinklow roundabout, heading towards as if he was going to Junction 13. Oh, flipping heck. But it's, uh, it is a little bit foggy up there, so it is quite hard to make out until you're right on top of it. So just take your time, slow down, there's, uh, there's trouble ahead. Yeah. John, thank, thank you very much indeed. Excellent stuff indeed. Thank you, John. Are you coming back, Kath? What's, what's happening here? There's a phone call, Kath! Oh, no. That's not me. There is a phone. Is. No, that is not me. Let me see your phone. No. Let me see phone. No, I'm not going to. I can see you ringing. Oh. me. Oh, I've accidentally rung you. Okay, right, fine. Well, that was worth You make me sick. You make me sick. You're just jealous because you haven't got the power. Shut up, you stupid, sweaty little git. Oh. Said, Said David, David Mellor, Mellor. apparently. Who remembers the name of the lady? Me. And me. Tory grandee David Mellor launched a foul mouth attack on a cabbie in a row over the quickest route. Well, Catherine and I will be axing out the uh, exchange. The exchange a little bit later on in the show. Millionaire. See what's happening here is that they're linking this in with uh, Emily Thornberry, uh, and it's now them versus us. I wondered why they called him a grandee. And then they called him a millionaire. Yeah, it's them versus us. Except I'm probably one of them. I think you might be one of them as well. You're certainly not us. Millionaire ex-cabinet minister Melor, 65, told him to shut up before branding him a little sweaty, stupid... and a smart-ass little git. The black cab driver gave the son a recording of the F-word rant after Labour's Emily Thornberry was forced to quit for sneering at a white vermin. Oh, hang on. Where did that come from? I don't see how that sentence works. But did they give them the entire recording? No. What did they give them, Ian? Half, well, half, well, maybe it was the entire recording, but it's only half of the conversation. We oh. don't know what the... It starts off with the... Who do you want to be, the cabbie or Melor? Um, I'll be the cabbie. He's okay. the goodie, right? Um, there are no goodies in this. Come round here. Come oh, and sit on my lap. No, I'm not sitting on that. Come and sit, come and sit here. Hang on. Oh. Right. 
Hang on. Oh, you, don't, well, you don't need headphones, mate. I'd like to be able to hear myself. It's not the archers. It can be. Should we oh, get like the archers? I do hope that I... Yeah, go on. I'll be, I'll be an out of breath, okay. man. We've all got to be out of breath. Right. I don't have to get talked to like that. I'm presuming I've got to talk a bit. Yeah, well, why don't you read? Why don't you read the script? I know who I'm talking to. You're David Meller. So what? I don't. I don't want a load of back chat. Just drive me there, and don't think even with the limited supervision that you guys have there, I can. I can't take a lot of fuss from you. Don't you talk to me like this. I'm a Queen's Counsel for all these years, and don't ruin our day. Just drive a sensible way. I don't want to know how much you know about London because you don't know as much about London as I do. Take me the way I want to go, okay? Because that's part of what you're supposed to do. I don't have to get talked to like that. I'd think carefully if I were you. You don't intimidate me. I'm not trying to intimidate you. You are. I'm just sick of having to be in the same cab as you. Listen, you got in here and then you start telling me which way to go and I said, look, it's Friday night, 10 to 6. You may have lived in London 40 years or however long, but I've been driving a cab for 10 years. You've been driving a cab for 10 years. I've been in the cabinet. I'm an award-winning broadcaster. I'm a Queen's Council. You think that your experiences are anything compared to mine? Just shut up, for Christ's sakes. Drive whichever way you want to go and keep a civil tongue in your head and don't give me a lot of bleep. You want to calm down. Of course you could apologise. I don't suppose a guy like you does apologise, do you? Because you think you're a big bleep. Having driven a cab for ten years, you don't need to worry about someone who's been in the cabinet, who's an award-winning broadcaster, who's a Queen's Council. Treat me like bleep. Ruin my wife's day. She's been to the palace and been awarded a major award. You bleep up our day. Does that give you pleasure? To be honest with you, Mr Meller. I don't want to hear about you being honest, and if you think you're going to be sarky with me, get a better education. So, if you're not going to say you're sorry, shut the bleep up, and you, cab number, listen to Ken and I tomorrow, you're going to get a bleeping bucket full. I have so many cabbies. I, have so, I didn't swear that, did I? No. I have so many cabbies. When I get in the cab, they listen to my show and are proud to do so. I'm going to tell them what you've done. Uber is going to be my thing now. To be honest. I don't want to hear from you. Shut the bleep up. If you've had a bad experience, I'll apologise, but to be honest, I think... I don't want to hear this. Do you understand? Shut up. You either say you're really sorry, you're a little guy who will learn when you grow older, or you shut the bleep up and don't ruin my day anymore. Your choice. But tomorrow, my... Tomorrow, cab number, you're getting it on LBC before... What? Oh, before about 300,000 or 400,000 people. I've apologised. I don't want to hear any more from you. You've bleeped up our day. How dare you, you smart-ass little bleep. How dare you? I can deal with you, but now she's upset. All you had to do was drive us back in a sensible way instead of being smart-assed. What's that to be proud of? Anyway, cab driver, you tune in tomorrow from 10 and a lot of your friends listen to my programme and know I'm a big supporter of black cabs. Do you think they're going to say wonderful, clever little guy? Because they're not. I'm going to tell them I'm supporting Uber from now on and that's all because of you. And enjoy tomorrow because I will take, take a right here. Okay. Right again? Yeah. See what you've done to her. She's telling me I've ruined her day. You bleeping ruined her day. She's been at Buckingham Palace. She's seen Prince Charles received a major award. And you smart-ass little git have ruined her day. Are you proud of yourself? You've been a taxi driver for ten years and such a great guy. And I have to pay 30 quid for the limited privilege of being in your flipping cab. (laughs) Do you get... (laughs) Do you get any of this, my little friend? My little friend? Or do you need me to tell you tomorrow on the radio what a sweaty, stupid little bleep you are? Sorry. Stop here by the red light, then you can bleep off and understand that you've ruined our day. Stop here, cab driver! 
You're going to go down in history as having turned London's biggest black cab supporter into an Uber supporter. And I'm going to say that on LBC Radio tomorrow. And you, you've got anyone you respect in the cab trade? Because you won't take it from me. You've done it for 10 years. What about the people who've done it for 30 years? You've done them no bleeping favours. Got anything to say? I think you've got the wrong end of the stick, sir. You are a sucky bleep! And you're going to get it! How much is it? <laughs> 29 quid. What's your name? I can't call your number. What do you want to give me your... Do you want to give me your name when I refer to you tomorrow? Uh, Brian? Brian what? Bleep. Right, Brian Bleep. Listen in tomorrow and learn something. I've learned that younger cab drivers should not be driving black cabs. Uh, you should be in something... In a flipping... What? You should be in some bleeping minicab. Thank you. Don't look at me. It's way too soon to see what's gonna be. Radio. 
In Royston, the A505 is closed in both directions between the A10 and the M11 Junction 10 for Duxford. That's because there's smoke blowing across the road at the moment from the recycling centre, meaning visibility is very bad there at the moment. In Nelson Keynes on the A421 standing way, there's reports that it's partially blocked because of a broken down car transporter between the Brinklow roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford. And looking at the motorways, the M1 southbound is looking very slow at the moment between Dunstable Road and the Luton Airport Spur Road. And having a look at the M25 on the cameras, it's queuing anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. On the trains, if you're heading into uh, London using the underground today, the Bakerloo line is suspended between uh, between Harrow and Wilston and Queen's Park, and there's severe delays between Queen's Park and Elephant and Castle as well. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.45, it's Tuesday the 25th of November, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Road safety charities have criticised the length of a driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding at over 120 miles per hour on the A41 in the county. Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers. That's according to a report going to councillors today. And President Obama has appealed for calm in the US city of St. Louis in Missouri after a grand jury decided not to charge a policeman over the death of an unarmed black teenager. There's a surprise. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. Well, we've got a lot of fog around this morning and there is a yellow warning in place for that until 10 o'clock this morning. We've got freezing fog, fairly widespread as well. So do be aware there is the potential for difficult driving conditions. Now, it's going to be quite stubborn as well, but even once it does lift, we've got a lot of cloud around today. So not much in the way of brightness. A few showers coming up from the south as well. Temperatures reaching about 9 or 10 degrees Celsius. But we have at least got a milder night tonight. Um, A few spots of drizzle and some heavier spells of rain, not necessarily for everybody, but uh, not not an entirely dry night with temperatures down to about 5 degrees Celsius. And then a cloudy, dull day to follow tomorrow. Outbreaks of light to moderate rain. It's not going to be constant, so there will be some drier spells, but uh, a pretty drab day. Temperatures reaching 10 or 11 degrees Celsius. But those daytime highs are on an upward trend through the week. Thursday, we've got showery bits and pieces, a lot of cloud around, um, some brightness coming in though. And then on Friday, cloud lifts and we've got a much drier day and it's looking more settled over the weekend as high pressure starts to build. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... The wickedly funny Anne on, on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> Do you know who the real Anne is? Great guests. Yes, the real Anne is an amalgam of all these things. We're all multifaceted. Jasper Carrot's career spans five decades. And then you had to wear a bow tie and you had to do jokes about silly Irishmen and, and, and mother-in-laws. John Cleese is eating his microphone, aren't you, John Cleese? Mm. Great music. Ow! In fact, I don't even think it had the horn part then. Great conversation. I always have said throughout my career, you know, you get me on board, I'll give you 100%. Have you still got it, Billy Ocean? Well, the audience seems to think I have. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Anyway, um, interesting. So, uh, the the whole uh, mellow thing. Yes. Antonia de Sancha. She was. Was the lady's name. Toes. 
toes, head, shoulders, suck my toes, suck my toes, head, shoulders, suck my toes, suck my toes, and eyes and ears and mouth and squishy nose, heads, shoulders, suck my toes, Justin Dealey. Good morning, boss. Good morning, hey. boss. How's it going, fella? Very well. Yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. Excellent. Um, have we got? Oh, have we got anything for Justin? Yeah, well, we're going to ask when did you last lose your rag? Oh, yes. You, you, you've heard about the Mellor story, haven't you? Well, I heard uh, your story a few moments ago, which I thought was great, yes. Uh, very good impression, by the way. Do you Thank feel you. like you were in the cab? Did yeah. you feel like we brought it to you? I felt like I was there. I felt like I was living the front page of The Sun in real life, real terms, yes. So, so whose side were you on? Um, I would probably say I was on the cabbie side, yeah. because as soon as somebody says, I'm an award-winning broadcaster, yeah. straight away, I've lost their respect. Well, as an award-winning broadcaster, I can understand why someone <laughs> might drop that in the conversation but so that means basically i i did my job then you you didn't like me as david mellor but you mm-hmm. liked me as a sympathetic cockney cabbie exactly so i did my job so i did mine it, so i did my job me, you like me more who well, well who was okay so you preferred Catherine's character which means i did my job <clears throat> who was the best uh, performer well, listening to that... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not fair. He got more lines and, and better yeah. lines, mm, to yeah. be honest. So who was the best performer, Justin? OK, listening to that, yeah. I would probably say that, that you were, Ian. But Thank that was, you. No, that's whoa, fine. Whoa, no, that's whoa, fine. Whoa, whoa. Thanks for joining us, Justin Dealey. Oh, no, he had something else to say. He, he had some he, notes. He always has something else to yeah. say. That's the problem, <laughs> I'm just going to say, you had more lines. Yeah. And all I heard was you. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. I I drew the attention away from uh, some of the weaker performances. Mm. I lifted what could have been a very flaccid uh, experience. Yeah, you lifted it, but I wanted to hear more from the cabbie. I'm sure the cabbie had more to say. Well, Well, we are as well. You you have to blame the writer (laughs) for that. Hey, a firm firm is in hot water after supplying... You'd like this one, Kath. And you probably would as well, Just. After supplying naked handymen... To oh. do jobs for bored housewives. Well, yeah. yes. You're yes, always going it's got on everything. Cath- You're always going about butlers in the buff. Yeah, I fancy one of those. Uh, not a butler. I want proper cleaning job done. I want my carpets cleaned. I want them to get on their hands and knees and scrub the place. <laughs> oh, not if they're naked. You don't. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't have to be in. <laughs> I'm going to go on Dragons Den next year with oh, my yeah. great idea. Which is what? Because um, sometimes when men come in late from the pub, they put on the TV and there's a, a station called Babe Station, which is on there, <laughs> where, where men oh, ring God. the number and they have a conversation. Have you, well, ever, have you ever put that programme on about like, half past four? Because they're just there having a cup of tea, talking to their mates. What, Babe Station? Yeah, and I tried to show my sister that, because I said, this is hilarious, this is some really bored women drinking tea. Yeah. And I put it on, but by the time my sister came around, it was about half eight... They weren't drinking tea anymore. My sister wondered what I was trying to show her. Where is this going, Justin? But the idea is geezer station, okay? Because there's a channel out there (laughs) for men to phone when they come back from the pub. What about a station for ladies to phone when they come back from the pub? They can phone mandate. Well, you know what women want. They just want someone to say, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what geezer station yeah, could do. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, you take that to the dragons then. Yeah. Oh, well. Just be, be the listening uh, ear we all need. Anyway, uh, so when, when did people last lose their rag, Mr. Yeah, Daly? I'll take it to the streets. I lost my rag with a Mexican waiter oh. uh, about two years ago uh, because he, lost could, it since then. he couldn't quite understand what I was saying when I said hot dog. What? Yeah. How did you mime a hot dog? I don't want to know, actually, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> You got anything else I, in the um, I lost my rag with the bin man. Why? He was rude. Yeah? Yeah, um, I was in the car waiting patiently. He said, won't be a minute, won't be a minute, love. Mm. And I was like, OK. And then I heard him say, so keep your hair on. Oh. So I opened my car door. You shouldn't mention your wig. And I said, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Nothing, darling. And then as I went back to get back in the car, he said, 
So why don't you... So I let him have it. What? That? Uh, no. I... I let him have my wrath. Oh, that? No. I lost my temper with a copper on Friday's show. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. When did you last use your, lose your lose or indeed use your rag? Oh eight four five nine four double five five five. Do you want to do another story? Yeah, let's talk about Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's latest. Oh, this is brilliant! And this kind of do you remember that, that we had one of these last year, didn't yeah, we? In Milton yeah, well, Keynes. Yeah. Was it Milton Keynes? It was, wasn't yeah, it? It was. A family of four wait to meet Father Christmas by an unlit brazier in a gloomy teepee with a muddy floor. It's mm, not, how not, festive! It's not Jeff Brazier. It's an actual brazier. <laughs> He's never gloomy. But he's unlit. Yeah, in many ways. This is just one of the pictures which emerged last night of the disastrous Winter Wonderland attraction that has sparked thousands of complaints. Change thousands. It was only open a day. Thousands of people would have gone. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These things are. It's are early. Big bucks. It's not time yet. Well, I'm going but, this weekend. That's early. But also, they've um, they've closed it down, so people will be complaining they couldn't go. Yeah, exactly. Changing Room star Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen, who created the so-called magical journey yesterday, dubbed the fiasco Elfgate. Breaking his silence, he admitted it was time for sleeves to be rolled up. Yeah. The attraction closed on Sunday after only a day, as visitors complained. The children were left in tears by a sweary Father Christmas, elves who sat around smoking, and oh, tacky oh. decorations. Why are these guys getting jobs year after year? Because it's the same people, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is too soon to be going to Christmas. Although, saying that Christmas is really soon, I'm doing a, sh- a live show next week. Except I thought, it was, I thought it was on the 2nd of December, which it is, and I thought that was two weeks away. Next And I was week. speaking to my sister. She said, oh, we're going to come and see you Tuesday. Why? For this show you're doing... Oh, flippin' it. We're going to see Father Christmas this weekend. Do yeah. you know why? Because we went to book it, and all the December uh, appointments with the big man are booked. This might be the first Christmas I hate. No. Yeah? No. OK. <laughs> She walked up to me and she asked me to dance I asked her her name and in a dark voice she said Lola
the kinks, isn't it? Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you, brother. Here we go. You're through to Catherine Boyle. Catherine, uh, what would you like to ask Peter? No, hang on, the other way around. Peace be with you, Peter. Peace be with you. What now. brings you to us so early in the morning? Um, well, I was listening to the rant that David Meller must have given this taxi driver. Outrageous. I, I could not believe it. Fancy speaking to another human being in that manner. You wouldn't do that. You're too zen. Um, well, probably, yes. Um, I would have to be extremely angry and have an ego as big as a house before Kath, I was too. Kath speaks to me like that every day, Peter. Help. Uh, Shut up! Uh, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> For beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, the A421 Standing Way, we're hearing from callers that it's partially blocked between the Brinklow Roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford. It's because a car transport has broken down there, and we're also hearing that it's very foggy in that area as well. In Royston on the A505, that has reopened in both directions now between the A10 and the M11 Junction 10 for Duxford, where it was closed earlier on. But now we're hearing that there's no more smoke at the moment blowing across the road. And for having a look at the motorways on the speed sensors, the M1 towards London is looking very heavy at the moment between Junction 9 for Redbourne and 7 for Hemel Hempstead and the M25 anti-clockwise is looking slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. If you're using the London Underground today, the Bakerley line is suspended southbound between Harrow and Wilson and Queen's Park and there's severe delays to Elephant and Castle. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. So what do you think of David Mellor's rant? When was the last time you lost your temper... When was the last time someone lost their temper with you? So your calls after the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. The headlines, criticism over length of speeding ban for A41 driver, pressure on Buckinghamshire doctors and Hertfordshire duo shortlisted for BBC Sports Award. BBC Three Counties Radio. Road safety charities have criticised the length of a driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding at over 120 miles per hour in the county. 41-year-old Michael Clark from Berkhamsted was banned for just 40 days and was also fined £2,500 plus costs. 
He was caught doing 124 miles per hour in March on the A41 dual carriageway. These drivers say they regularly see high speeds on the Berkhamsted stretch. They do speed up and down the road quite often. You do get them flying past you. I mean, we're limited to 56 and they've cars just fly past them. If they hit someone at that speed, they're dead. There's always people speeding along it. How fast do you think they're going? Over 100, maybe a bit more. Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers, according to a report going to councillors today. It highlights huge variation in patient experience across different surgeries. More from Carol Abercrombie. The report found GP practices are being constrained by a lack of funding, inadequate investment in their buildings and difficulty recruiting and retaining staff. It follows an inquiry into the reasons for the variation in waiting times, which took evidence from patients and health professionals across the county. Bucks County Council will discuss the recommendations today. Bucks Fire and Rescue Service say two people were taken to hospital following yesterday afternoon's suspected chemical leak in Fenny Stratford in Milton Keynes. The emergency services were called to a dry cleaners in the high street just after three o'clock. Four other people were treated at the scene. Labour is proposing that private schools should lose business rate relief worth £700 million unless they do more to help pupils in the state sector. They want private schools to make their specialist teachers available to state students. There are reports of gunfire in the US city of St Louis in Missouri after a grand jury decided not to charge a policeman over the death of an unarmed black teenager. 18-year-old Michael Brown was killed in the suburb of Ferguson in August. President Obama has appealed for calm. There are Americans who agree with it and there are Americans who are deeply disappointed, even angry. It's an understandable reaction. But I join... Michael's parents in asking anyone who protests this decision to do so peacefully. It's been revealed that a woman in her 80s was killed when a car crashed into a tree in Stevenage on Thursday. She was a backseat passenger in a car which came off the A602 Broadhall Way at around 20 past five in the evening. The confidential telephone helpline set up last November to support older people says it has been inundated with calls in its first year. The Silverline helpline has received more than 275,000 calls with loneliness the biggest single problem. In sport, newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton heads the 10 sportsmen and women nominated for the BBC Sports Personality of the Year Award. The Hertfordshire driver is joined by, amongst others, Open Golf champion Rory McIlroy and Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock. The weather, a frosty start with mist and freezing fog clearing during this morning. Some rain this afternoon, a maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. The doctor's surgery is open with GP Ketton Bat and we're looking at how Leighton Buzzard shortened the Second World War. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From seven. Three Counties Sport. We're live from Stadium MK to bring you the Dons versus Rochdale in League One. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. When did you last lose your temper? But when has someone lost their temper with you? I used to have a terrible temper. It still pops up from time to time. But, boy, this is... You should have seen me, like, three, four, five, six, seven years ago. 
What an idiot. A ball of rage. I was a ball of rage. A ball of... Can you imagine that, Alice Glossop, sitting in for Kelly Betts? Can you imagine me losing my temper? Oh, my gosh, no. That's sarcasm. Oh. <laughs> that would have set you off, wouldn't it? Where is Kelly Betts today? Well, we prefer you, Yeah, Alice. Okay. We prefer you and your surly attitude. <laughs> What we got in the show today, Kath? Coming up, we've got... Kathy uh, B. Oh, don't. <laughs> Kathy Jagger. Uh, what? I'm trying to make you sound a bit More funkier. rock and roll. Trying to get your job on heart. Don't. Oh. I've had a job there before. Yeah? I don't want to go back. Kathy B on the ones and twos. <laughs> the wheels of steel. What's coming up in the show, Kathy B? Speeding drivers. Yep. One that did 124 miles per hour on a dual carriageway. Respect! He's going to be back behind the wheel in about mm, six weeks. Sorry, I've just had a memo. It's the BBC. Not respect. That's disgusting. Yeah. It really is disgusting. We'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about a GP report. Apparently, there are too many people on their waiting list. Yes. There are too many people on the waiting list. Yep. And also, we were going to be talking about David Mellor. David His Mellor. outburst in the back of a cab, as reported by The Sun. Unfortunately, we're not sure we got the whole conversation. Well, this is the thing. You, you, we, we only got... Hang on, let me just do this. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You have to... The conversation was recorded and only started halfway through. So He's we already have, on one by the time it starts. We have no idea what was said before. No idea whatsoever what was said before. I'm just reading, see if it says any kind of... Um, Mr Miller had been to Buckingham Palace with partner Lady Penelope Cobham, who had been presented with a CBE by Prince Charles for her services to tourism. Here's an interesting thing. Um, she doesn't speak in this, does she, at all? No, but her, she, her thoughts are represented through the medium of swearing from him. She's telling me this. She's saying you've ruined her day. OK. Etc. They asked to be taken to St Catherine Docks in Wapping, OK? So it should have taken uh, 40 minutes during the rush hour. Uh, and, and David Mellor... The, the argument seems to be about David Mellor saying, I want you to go this way, and the cab driver going, no, I'm going this way. It's Friday night, it's rush hour. I always thought, though... The cab driver is... If, if, if the passenger says, I want you to go this way, then they should go that way. We're, they should say, look, I think th- there's roadworks and I think it's going to take a bit longer. I don't care. Go that way. All right, boss, your call. Maybe that's what this is. But instead of saying, I don't care, go that way, he's saying, shut up, shut up. It's interesting, isn't it? Because Well, <laughs> the driver recorded the outburst on his mobile phone and contacted The Sun. Again, this is a, after Shadow Attorney General Emily Thornberry was forced to quit over a tweet mocking a white van man's England flag. So there's two things here. The driver recorded the outburst on his phone. He didn't. He recorded some of the outburst. Could be the could be they may have missed the first thirty seconds, they may have missed the first ten minutes. We got no idea whatsoever what was said before. And I think we have to bear that in mind. He may have thrown in a few choice swear words of his own. We didn't hear them. Last night, Mr Mellor said, I've travelled in black cabs in London for years. I've never had an experience like this. This man seriously provoked me and ruined a wonderful day. Once I had lost my temper, which I regret, he then secretly recorded me. I will leave the public to judge his actions. Can we, can we put this out? As the, who's, who's in the right or wrong here? The cab driver for recording it or David Mellor for losing his temper? Because we don't know what happened before. There could have been ten minutes of the let's go into a fantasy world where the, the cab driver's having a go at this woman, um, talking about um, David Mellor sucking a woman's toes and, and saying that Prince Charles is an idiot and anyone who receives an award is an idiot. We don't know. He could have said some outrageous things. Because it would be worth a few quid to provoke someone 
and then start recording. And what the cab driver does, it's very clever, is once he knows he's recording, it's all, I'm very sorry, Mr. Miller. Yes, Mr. Miller. Sorry, Mr. Miller. It's very clever, isn't it? It could be. We don't know. My sympathies. Now we're looking into this a bit more. And also, now that the, this was obviously recorded a while ago, doesn't say when, I don't think. We'll have a little look. Recorded a while ago. And now the sun is now trying to show that the, uh, the political elite are out of touch with the working man. It's the toffs versing, versus the working man. So there is manipulation going on here. I think I'm 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 slightly more on David Mellor's side now. Although there's never any reason to go off like that on someone, I think it's disgusting. We don't know what was said before. Yeah, but I would never speak to anyone like that. Oh wait, four, four, it's interesting, wasn't it? The more I look at it, the more my perception changes. You got your knee jerk, then we have a little bit of analysis. Oh eight four five nine, four double five five double five. Who who whose side are you on there? Forget the excellent performance you may have heard about thirty minutes ago. An excellent Stephen Milkins agrees. He says, uh, I think that was your finest hour, and Excellent. Thank Stephen you very Milkins. much. Indeed. We are considering taking that uh, show to Edinburgh if we can get the funding from crowdsourcing. Definitely. Oh, such a good idea. Isn't it? Yeah. Someone else has said, why didn't you kick him out of the cab? Actually, yeah. Because he knew he could make he a few... recording him. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Whose side are you on there? David Miller's or the cab drivers? Initially, I'm with the cab driver. I'm starting to swing round a little bit. Steady. Now, here we go, another uh, motor vehicle story. Most of us will admit to doing a little bit over the speed limit at times. Hey, I got another three points this week. I'm up to nine. When I get to 12, I win a cab. Um, But how about doing 124 miles an hour? That's what a Berkhamsted man got caught doing. It's not even on a motorway, on the A41 in Hertfordshire. It's not even a motorway. Dual carriageway. Flipping heck. But he'll be back behind the wheel in a couple of months. 40-day fine. What's the 40-day uh, 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 ban, and what's the fine? Um, so it makes up to about £3,000. It was 2500 but then he's got costs on top of that. Teenager, isn't it? No. What is he? He's 41. 41, the same age as me. Well, D- Justin Dealey's been out speaking to drivers who use the A41 to see what they think. It's surprising me that they're doing 124 miles an hour, yeah, but they do speed up and down the road quite often. You do get them flying past you. I mean, we're limited to 56, and they've cars just fly past that. Whoosh! Yeah. It's always people speeding along it. How fast do you think they're going? Over 100, maybe a bit more. Oh, I think it's ridiculous, really. Shouldn't be, you know, it's too dangerous. It's a uh, too, too lame, that's all it is, you know. And you've got roads coming onto it, too dangerous. I mean, obviously, if you're going that speed, you're going to get banned. But, but do you think if you're going to, to do that sort of speed on our roads here, do you think you should go to prison for that? Um, no, I don't think prison, no. Not unless you kill somebody. Well, James McLaughlin is uh, from the Road Safety Charity Break. Uh, James, banned for 40 days, he's got to pay about three grand. What do you reckon? I think for speed at this level, for such excessive speed, a ban of that level is pretty derisory. Um, it's, it's huge speed, and if something were to happen at that, uh, going that fast, it would result in almost certain death for... For the driver, because this or isn't an accident. This isn't this isn't a loss of uh, not to justify any speeding, but this isn't a loss of concentration. This isn't you know going down the motorway and doing seventy-seven or eighty, which lots of people do, not to justify it. This is one hundred and twenty-four miles an hour on a dual carriageway. He's made a conscious decision to do this, hasn't he? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's we do hear about people creeping over the speed limit, and even though we, we still would, would wouldn't wouldn't want to condone that and we still think that is a problem the doing 124 on dual carriageway is just incredibly irresponsible what kind of punishment would be acceptable do you think james i think a much lengthier ban needs to be the case for someone who's who's chosen to to 
to behave in such an irresponsible manner. Um, I think, you know, fortunately, most drivers would have the good sense not to do this. But I think in cases where somebody has put the lives of others at risk in, in such a manner, the, the, the ban has to reflect that. And we feel this this man should be kept off the road for for a bit longer than this. Really, I mean, it's forty days is not is not enough. Do you think that um, the punishments in general are fair? Because some people do lose their licences for longer. I don't know what the mitigating circumstances were here. But do you think that general, in general they get it right? We, we, we would say no. Um, in, even though this is a, an extreme example, it does, it does bring to light and it does shine a light on the fact that there is an awful lot of speeding. Um, we released some statistics last week that show that every two minutes in the UK a fixed penalty is issued for speeding or careless driving. It's it's prevalent in the UK. And um, we think that for, even for kind of low-level speeding, there does need to be harsher harsher penalties to deter other drivers and to show that it isn't acceptable because speeding can and, and does result in, in death and serious injury. We had um, a, a caller earlier on in the show who seemed to think that, that most accidents happen at lower uh, lower speeds. Is that right? It's speed is a factor in a huge amount of road crashes. It's, it's still one of the biggest killers on our roads. Of course, there are other factors in, in a number of crashes. There can be distractions, there can be alcohol, there can be drugs. But speed is still one of the one of the biggest killers on our roads. And just a, a reduction in average speed of a few miles an hour can bring down the rate of crashes on roads. So um, I think speed is still something that we need to be working on reducing on a lot of roads. James, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. James McLaughlin from the Road Safety Charity Break. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. You read, OK, you read the whole David Mellor story, right? And it's, it's, it's just riddled with, uh, with innuendo and us versus them. It's all... Just, just listen to this, Kate. This is in the current bun. Millionaire. One. I need a bell. Millionaire David Mellor tried to belittle a cabbie during a foul-mouthed rant by reading off his own achievements. The Cambridge-educated, two. Privilege. Former top Tory, three. Privilege. Barrister, four. Privilege. Radio, ba- radio presenter, five. Privilege. Told the driver, who are you to question me? So we got five things in the first two paragraphs, the first the other, two sentences. How's the other guy referred to? Well, let's find out. He went on. Cabby and driver. I've been in the cabinet. One. So, six. I'm an award-winning broadcaster. Seven. I'm a Queen's Council. Eight. You think that your experiences are anything compared to mine? Yesterday, the driver said, in my job, you get spoken badly to all the time, but I've never been on the receiving end of anything like this. how do we know he spoke like that? We're assuming, aren't we? We're assuming, yeah. He might be a, you know, Stephen Fry drives a cab. Mr. Mellor made me feel like I'm something he found on the bottom of his shoe. He spoke down to me like I'm a second-class citizen. Miss, and th- now we've got more things highlighting just how different their lives are. Mr. Mellor had been to Buckingham Palace with partner Lady Penelope Cobham, chairman... Lady Penelope, how delicious. ...chairman of Visit England, who'd been presented with a CBE by Prince Charles for her services to tourism. So, again, it's just more language that's supposed to make us hate them. We're supposed to hate them and think, oh, they're so out of touch. Um, and where's the bit? Because they say, oh, he finally paid the £29 fare with a £50 note. How dare he? Left no tip and told the driver to F off. How dare he have a £50 note on him? How dare he not leave a tip? Which is optional. Well, hang on. He just had a tirade and he just had a row with his cabbie. Is he supposed to leave him a tip? The cabbie, who does not want to be named, 
said, politicians say they are in touch with ordinary, hard-working people, but he hasn't got a clue. They just don't get it. He's got no idea about my life and how tough it is. More to the point, he doesn't care. And also, we will never find out about his life or how tough it is because he's not given his identity. There will be, I guarantee, over the next, um, I reckon probably the rest of November, well, it's only a few days, I reckon another two weeks, there will be more and more stories of millionaire MPs and former MPs... Throwing their weight about. Throwing their weight around or, or seemingly belittling working people. Guarantee. Whose side are you on? David Mellors or the cabbies? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes on Standing Way, calls are reporting that it's blocked, partially blocked between the Brinklow roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford because of broken down car transporters blocking the road. And we're also hearing that it is very foggy around there as well through the roadworks area. On the A1 southbound, it's looking very slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. But in Royston, looking at the A505, that's moving well again now after the closure earlier on and the visibility there is back to normal as well. In Chestnut on the A10 southbound, it's looking very slow between Great Cambridge Road and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. And having a look at the M25, it's moving all right at the moment, but the A1M southbound's very heavy just after Junction 3 for St Albans. On the underground today, if you're using the Bakerloo line, it's suspended southbound between Harrow and Wilston and Queen's Park, and there's severe delays to Elephant and Castle. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Kelly Betts has just sent me a series of tweets, uh, sorry, texts, one letter at a time, spelling out a rather rude phrase. She misspelt the word you. Of course she did. So I just sent a series of tweets, uh, texts, spelling out the word idiot. I spelt idiot wrong, so oh. fair play. <laughs> Turns out there's an O in it. Who'd have thunk? 7.18, it's Tuesday the 25th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Road safety charities have criticised the length of a driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding at over 120 miles per hour on the A41 in the county. Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers, according to a report going to councillors today. And President Obama has appealed for calm in the US city of St. Louis in Missouri after a grand jury decided not to charge a policeman over the death of an unarmed black teenager. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. You can book your place on the show now. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Come on and get some help, get some assistance. Tackling your consumer problems. I couldn't trace and account in any of the names, any of the addresses that were given. For it to be running for six weeks and then for them to cut it all off again just doesn't make any sense. The JVS Show fights for your rights. He came to me and asked if I could go and have a word with said bank. I had an email from the bank to say that you've been in touch with them and the senior customs relation manager was most apologetic. Thankfully, you managed to get your money back. Yep, but that was due to, obviously, your station itself. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jill sends good emails. She gives good email. She gives good email today. Ian, talking about David Mellor, no-one should be recorded without permission and have the data published without their consent, no matter who they are. In Mellor's case, having been a public figure, I'm wondering if there is a breach of privacy laws. Well, my understanding of it would be public interest. Uh, And you can record things secretly. Have I got this right, Catherine? You can record things secretly and you can publish them if there is public interest. 
And the argument would, would be here, there is public interest. That's why this, this secretly recorded conversation has been published. I guess, I guess that would be the argument. That would be the argument, that, that's what it is. Plus, whose it? property was he on? But I, but I couldn't record you privately, secretly, although I do, but that's a different thing. I couldn't record you secretly and then broadcast it without your permission. No. Unless, yeah, there's a public interest. Unless there's a public interest. Unless it's you pushing drugs to to kids at a primary school again. Uh, You'd still have to argue it. It's still dicey. On the second note, why have you got nine points on your licence when you could do a speed awareness course? I did one. That's why. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Oh, I found out how um, my husband managed to do two speed awareness courses. Oh, yeah. Um, Apparently one of them was a motorway driving course. So slightly different. Man alive. But he's still a very naughty man. You should have just slapped a, oh, a fine on him. And I've been very naughty, and I, you know, I, 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 do you know what I did? I wrote the police a letter thanking them for pointing this out to me. I did. I wrote a letter saying, sent me the thing. And then begging them no, to rethink. I begged nobody. I sent them a letter saying, thank you for letting me know about this. I shall certainly um, bear this in mind. Did you send them some donuts or chocolates as I well? I sent them a uh, crisp £50 note as well. I didn't at all. My fault. I was a silly sausage. And there you go. Now, GP practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of, uh, of numbers of patients, according to a report being discussed by councillors later. It follows an investigation into why there is such variation in patient experience across the county. The main findings blame lack of funding, inadequate investment in buildings and difficulty recruiting and retaining staff. Well, Councillor Roger Reid is chairman of the inquiry carried out by the Health and Social Care Committee. Joins me now. Morning, Roger. Uh, good morning, sir. How concerned are you about the variation in the service provided by GPs in the county? Well, clearly it is a concern because uh, everyone should have the right to a high standard of care from their GP and there should be consistency. And what we've discovered is that there tends not to be uh, the consistency that we would like and that some some of our residents are not actually receiving um, the high standard of care which, which we believe they're entitled to. Why is that, do you think, Roger? Does it just come down to money? Money is a significant driver. Uh, uh, Well, money is a significant driver in everything. Mm. But uh, part of the problem is that there's been uh, a change of emphasis with government seeking to move uh, some services from hospitals to GPs, but the money has not followed. So GPs are being asked to do more and more, but don't have the funding to do it. So uh, what can be done then? What can be done to turn this around for those GP practices that are struggling? Well, we've uh, made eight recommendations. Uh, I won't go through them all. but uh, Give give uh, us the key ones that that, that will affect uh, patients directly. Well, one is that we need to know how the money that goes to GPs is actually uh, worked out. And then we can look at uh, look at that and say to GPs, "Hey, um, this could change. You could do this differently." What, what, what we're keen on is is ensuring that best practice um, is is shared across all GPs. And at the moment, there doesn't seem to be a particularly robust process to allow that to happen. It's a strange one, isn't it? Because it, 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 one GP could be could be absolutely fine, and then you go two, three miles down the road, and and, and the next one is struggling. What 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 is in your mind, Roger? Is is the main priority that the, the the real thing that needs to be sorted out above everything else? Well, I think the main priority um, for 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 patients is. 
is uh, A, to be able to make an appointment when they need one. Now, we found that for urgent appointments, there didn't seem to be a problem. People would get an appointment within 48 hours. For non-urgent appointments, there was an issue, and there did, however, seem to be different ways used by different practices to give people appointments. Uh, I think that is significant insofar as it's getting you appointment if you if you feel ill you want to see a doctor however if you feel just a little unwell sore throat for example you probably don't need to see a doctor and a lot of appointments are taken up by people who don't really need to see gps roger i appreciate your time and your thoughts on this thank you councillor roger reed Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. um, I don't like... uh, I don't like doing this on air, but I'm going to... You love doing it on air. If you're going to shame me. Oh, God, my heart went there. Don't say that stuff like that. thought you'd got the recording. Um, just just a little bit of uh, studio etiquette and, and show etiquette. <laughs> when your studio is live, if you could not use the printer and not come in and bash things around and that door, your door isn't soundproofed, so when you shut it, if you, if you could just hold it shut softly, and that's to everyone who uses that studio while that studio is live. But also, Catherine, when you're walking, when you're clomping up and down the corridor <laughs> going to attend to your women's needs, could you not... Are you printing? You... <laughs> Could you not whistle quite so loudly when I'm speaking to a councillor about speeding? Oh, forgive me. Not speeding, doctors. Now that you've confused me now, stop. (laughs) A, stop printing because you're not printing anything. uh, And so that means you're wasting paper. And it's the BBC. She's wasting your money, Simon. I know. She's wasting your money printing stuff that doesn't need to be printed. Probably swear words to me. Good morning. She'll be she'll be photocopying her um, her spiralling bosoms and her bottom later on Stop. again. Oh. Simon, what would you like to say? I just um, wanted to say that I noticed a tweet last night from the Bedfordshire on Sunday that the, the report of this year's drink driving and oh, yeah, Bedfordshire came out as the worst offender was caught twelve again. times over the limit. Again. We came out as the worst offender last year, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. This time, 12 we times got over the We've got a record two years in a row, Simon. <laughs> are you, are you wow. proud? <laughs> Flipping it. 12, time, 12, time, 12 times over the limit. Exactly. I wouldn't be able to know what was the floor and what was the wall. I don't, I don't understand how they've managed that. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the, the speeding as well. Yeah. Why do they make vehicles that go over 100 miles an hour? Why do they do that? I know it's no excuse for the guy what he's done, but they make these cars that go 150 miles an hour. I've driven them myself, and, you know, it's very, very tempting. That road is one of the fastest bits of road around the area. It's very, very dangerous road. At the moment, I'm questioning why they make cars that go over 70 miles an hour after I got a lovely letter from the police. But, um, it... uh... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of an argument against it, Simon, and I'm struggling. The best two arguments I can come up with on the hoof, off the hoof, on the hoof, they're not very good. They are, right? It's <laughs> they're terrible arguments. Supposing you were driving on a German autobahn where there is no speed limit. Yeah. And the second argument is, well, hey, it's my freedom, man. If I want to buy a car that goes 150 miles an hour, then I should be allowed to. They're not particularly good arguments, are they? No. No. So I don't think it's speed. I don't. I don't think it's speed. It's the manner in which the vehicle's been driven. Myself. Yeah. Although, if the yeah, manner in which the vehicle's being driven is 124 miles per hour, that's pretty naughty, isn't it? 
It's over the top, yeah, but it's safe. there's people that drive like idiots at speed. If you're controlled and doing it in a controlled manner, oh. I don't think it's the factor. I don't think it's the oh, factor. Okay. So if this fellow was doing 124 miles per hour at night time and the road is clear and he was in control, would that be okay? I believe so, yeah. If it, if it was, you know, yeah, I, I think it is. Simon, I don't think speed is just the factor. Okay, Simon, thank you very much indeed. I wasn't expecting that at the end. Thank you, Simon. I can't argue why we shouldn't have cars that are limited at 80 miles an hour. We should point out that this guy was caught on a speed camera. Yeah. No one else was on the road by the, by the sounds of things. No one was hurt. Does it, does it, is, it, is it one of those things where, you know, hey guys, it's, it's two o'clock. I drive at four o'clock in the morning um, when, I, when I wake up. Uh, on the motorways and they're empty. Doing a, doing a ton on the M1 when it's empty? Is that a problem? Is it four five nine four double five five double five? Your thoughts, obviously, you know, legally it's a problem and we're not condoning it at the BBC. We are asking the question. Also, when was the last time you lost your temper? Uh, and when have people lost your temper with you? More interesting, I think, this David Mellor situation. Whose side are you on? The more I read it, the more I think about it, I'm coming down more and more on David Mellor's side. And I don't like this us and them. This millionaire... Tory former MP versus the working man. The anonymous working man. The anonymous working man. We don't even know how old he is. We don't know anything. We've got no picture of him other than this beleaguered, hard-working cab driver. The only word they didn't use was hard-working, but they call him a driver and they call him a cabbie. I I don't like the tone of... There's obviously an agenda now to get the millionaire MPs and former MPs. Who's going to be next? 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 southbound is starting to look very busy between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks and the Milton Keynes on Standing Way is partially blocked between the Brinklow roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford is because a car transport has broken down there. We're also hearing that it's looking very foggy around the area too so take extra care. In Mark Gate on the A5 southbound it's very slow on the speed sensors between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne and further into London if you're heading that way today East Barnet has the East Barnet Road closed because of an accident between between Albert Road and East Barnet Road. And having a look at the M25 anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. On the London Underground, the Bakerloo Line is suspended southbound between Harrow and Wilson and Queen's Park, and there's severe delays on the rest of the line all the way to Elephant and Castle. Smart Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Road safety charities have criticised the length of a driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding at over 120 miles per hour on the A41 dual carriageway in the county. 41-year-old Michael Clark from Berkhamstead was banned for just 40 days. Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers, according to a report going to councillors today. And there's been fresh rioting in the US city of St Louis in Missouri after a grand jury decided not to charge a policeman over the death of an unarmed black teenager. President Obama has appealed for calm. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton heads the 10 sportsmen and women nominated for the BBC Sports Personality of the Year award. The Hertfordshire driver is joined by, amongst others, Open Golf champion Rory McIlroy, Real Madrid's Gareth Bale and Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock. Milton Keynes-Dons will move to within three points of League One leaders Bristol City tonight if they beat Rochdale at Stadium MK. They're without suspended defender Kyle McFadden. Manager Carl Robinson says they'll have to shuffle the pack. We're going to have to take one or two chances ourselves in our team selection and try and hope that we get one of them right in relation to some of the, the build-up into the game. So we're, uh, we're, we're fully aware of the challenge that Tuesday's going to bring to us and, but we're looking forward to it. I think when you're in good form like we are at the moment that we just can't wait to play the next mm. game. And you can hear full commentary on MK Dons versus Rochdale in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. Tonight in the Champions League, Manchester City must win at home to Bayern Munich to stay in the competition. Victory for Chelsea away to the German side Schalke would confirm their place in the knockout stage. In the Premier League last night, second place Southampton drew one all at Aston Villa. In Conference South, Boreham Wood are six points clear at the top after a 4-0 win at home to Western Supermare. Tonight, Hemel Hempstead go to Bath. In the Southern League, Premier Division Hitchin beat Dunstable 3-2. Tonight, Chesham are at home to Hereford. And the Australian cricketer Phil Hughes is in a critical condition after being hit on the head by a bouncer during a match at the Sydney Cricket Ground. The 25-year-old test opener was given mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on the pitch. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at 8. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't always know what my opinion is immediately, but th- th- we're often f- spoon-fed what our opinion should be by um, by the newspapers, by Sky, by the BBC. We're told what our opinion should be. And if I'm feeling particularly lazy, I'll go along with the opinion I'm being told I should be feeling. And, that, and I'm ashamed to say that's what I did with this David Mellor story. Front page of The Sun. Shut up, you stupid, sweaty little git. Mellor, don't you know who I am? David Mellor has a row with the cab driver. The cab driver recorded the conversation. He recorded some of the conversation. I would love to know what happened before he started pressing record. What happened for David Mellor to lose his rag like that? It's quite spectacular. And he he says some stupid things. Says some slightly arrogant things. Very arrogant things. But what made him lose his temper? Let's think about it. David Mellow's had a great day. He's there with... Is it with his wife? Yeah, his partner. He'd been with his partner, Lady Penelope Cobham, to watch her being presented with a CBE by Prince Charles for her services to tourism. So they've had a great day. They've had a cracking day. So it's got to be something pretty spectacular has happened beforehand... For him to lose his temper in that way. So what did the cabbie say before? No clue is given in the story. Doesn't hint at what has been said before the recording started. So he's just saying, Cathy, he's had a cracking day, Mella. He's been to the palace with his partner. He might have had some champers. Yeah. She's been presented with a CBE by Prince Charles. What what great day. Mm-hmm. So something pretty spectacular must have been said in that cab for him to lose his temper in the way that he's lost it. You would think. And why would the cabbie start recording? What? If he wasn't thinking about taking it further. What 
has been said... So this is the thing. You can't... Yeah, David Mellor says some stupid things, all right? Says some arrogant things. But what was said before this conversation... Before this transcript starts, before the cabbie pressed record to get David Mellor so I, to ruin what has got to be a pretty magical day, OK? So what has the cabbie said? That's what you've got to think. And also... There's much is made of the fact that he didn't leave a tip. Would you leave a tip mm, if you'd had a big row in the I, back of a cab? I hate leaving a tip for cabbies anyway. But, but also, the language of the, the, the way the article is written, not forget the transcript, the, the exclusive. After Labour's sneer-row, Tory bigwig in F-word rant at cabbie. So they called him a bigwig. They also call him a grandee, don't they? Call him a grandee, millionaire, ex-cabinet minister... But, so the and language. How do they refer to the driver? How do they refer to him? The black cab driver, the driver, a cabbie. These are all because these are friendly things. These are friendly things. Hey they guys, so don't give his name. They don't tell us how old he is. So there's no way anyone could look, look this guy up and find out whether I don't know. He might be a massive troublemaker. The language is weighted, so we are supposed to hate David Mellor. Forget the transcript. Even if we didn't have the transcript, the description is, is worded in such a way that, that our class consciousness is supposed to kick in and we're supposed to think, oh, God blimey, Governor, it's, uh, it's the upper classes that are giving us a right old kicking in the plums again, like what they used to do. Tory grandee David Mellor millionaire ex-cabinet minister we go inside the Cambridge educated former top Tory barrister and radio presenter told the driver who are you to question me brilliant brilliant it's a work of, of, of fantastic wonderful spin well done reporters Daniel Sanderson and James Mills because I fell for it I fell for it I fell for it I got totally suckered in I'm not angry with David Miller at all he said some really silly things and some arrogant things but what prompted him to say those things? We don't know. You have to be on David Mellor's side, don't you? If you read this properly, if you read the subtext, if you read between the lines, you have to be on David Mellor's side. There's no other option. 08459 455 555. I rest my cases. What do you reckon, Dennis in Dunstable? Well, I don't vote Labour anyway, so I think it's a put-up job. Well, hang on, he's a Tory. I know I'm talking about the, the Labour people hammering him. I don't honestly... Well, hang on, it's, it's, it's not a Labour person hammering it's the Sun, which is traditionally right-wing. Well, uh, well, I think that going... I think the Sun's gone down, actually. That's a problem. Now, Do you feel sorry... Very well, come to the point you I want to make. Do you feel sorry for David Mellor? I, I don't feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for the, the, the cabbie, actually. Why? Why? Well, we don't know what the cabbie said. Uh, who says the cabbie actually had this? Nobody's... They've not put a name down for him. Well, hang on a minute. So now you're feeling sorry for someone who you think might be fictional? I think, yes. I feel sorry for him, yeah. But he might be... Hang on. That's the most insane thing. You feel sorry for somebody who might be well, fictional? Well, that's right. I am insane. I'm, I've got this temper. This temper is building up there all the go. time. There we go. Well, you just need to calm down. What do you want to say, Dan? This business with the chap who did the hundred and odd miles an hour on an ordinary road... Yes. Well, if he was going to hit somebody, they'd be probably doing 30 doing it the other way, so that puts up the... Uh, they join him when they come to a clump. Now, at that speed, two cars and all the passengers would be able to fit into a coffin, a single coffin at yes. that speed. Yes. It's absolutely insane. He's, he's what, 41? That means he's begun his second childhood. So they ought to put him on a scooter and make him use it. To Dennis, thank you very much indeed. We're going to go to another Dennis. Morning, Dennis. Morning. What, do you feel sorry for David Mellor? No. Why? He's being stitched up here, isn't he? Politicians are always getting stitched up. Well, we should, shouldn't we feel sorry for people who are being stitched up and, and uh, their image is being manipulated? 
Yes, it depends on the situation, yeah. But, um, Go on, Dennis, it's not a great line. What do you want to say? No, well, I actually ran off about the guy that was speeding. Yeah. And um, it doesn't matter how fast your car goes. If you stay within the speed limit, you don't have a problem. Right? If you're driving on a road that's closed, and you have a crash at 200 miles an hour, there are other people involved to get you out of that car. So it doesn't matter if, you, if your car does 100 miles an hour, 200 miles an hour, if you're speeding, you're speeding. So once you break the speed limit, they just throw the book at you. Well, even if you do, what, even if you're doing 80 miles an hour on the motorway? Yeah. They should throw the, the book at you? On the, motorway, the speed limit on the motorway is 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Right, and if you go over that speed limit... 70 miles an hour feels very, very slow, doesn't it? So does 40, but we all drive at a speed limit. Why should we don't, well, I no, just get away with breaking the law? We don't all drive at the speed limit, do we, Dan? No, but we should do. And the thing is that there are people around that think that it's OK to exceed the speed limit. And what if you're on the motorway, 2 o'clock in the morning, it is empty. Beautiful weather conditions, a full moon, you can see everything ahead of you. Why should, there's no one around you. Why should you drive at 70 miles an hour? Because that's the speed limit on the motorway at 2 o'clock in the morning with nobody on it. Dennis, thank you very much indeed. It's not the greatest of lines. That's why I'm letting you go there. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We've got any texts? Yeah, let's have a look. We've got some here. Uh, yeah. Oh, I need a good click. Pat's got an idea. Hello, Pat. Go on, says, Pat. What you got? Speeding drivers should be banned a week for every one mile per hour they're over the limits. What Simple. the hell? That's insania. Uh, and Robin Watford uh, is musing. Go on, go on. He says, is, like it, is it worse to be caught speeding at 124 miles per hour once... Or continually speed a la Ian. Mm. Oh. Robin Watford. Mm. Oh. Yeah, he's probably right. Do you really think someone who drives at 124 miles per hour has only done it once? They've only been caught once, haven't they? The thing is, as well, when you get... Um, if you get 12 points or you go... If you go over 100 miles an hour, doesn't your, don't your points get reset after the ban? So if he's got... If that guy had, for example six points, and he gets banned, I think your points get reset. Do they really? I think so. Could someone c- c- clarify that? Could a naughty person ring up and tell us how now you've gone straight? Because then it's almost worth it. You, you, you don't drive for just for a month and a half, uh, and you get your licence reset. I think that's how it Here's works. Here's something. I know someone who got done for drink driving. It was a stupid thing to do. Nine-month ban. Nine-month yeah. ban. Yeah. Could be argued it was a stupid thing to do. They lost track of how much they'd drunk. This person did 124 miles per hour on purpose and only got 40-day ban. Is that right? 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I wish Kelly Betts... What is she doing? Because she is sending me abuse and she's asking if I'm a a member of a certain union. I think she's referring to something that may have happened on a previous show. Um, So, uh, Kelly, why are you sending me abuse on my text, my personal texts? Sticks and stones. Ignore it, mate. I won't ignore it when um, I I can report this. Don't rise. I'm rising. Don't rise to it. I'm rising. Let it go. I have risen. She's not worth it. She's not here. She's not working. So she's not on the BBC's time, so her insults do not matter. When she's here, the insults, yes, on the BBC's time. She's just doing her job. I, 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 I wonder if... I think people are struggling to defend David Mellor. I think people are, are struggling to... Yeah. Kind of, uh, do you know what Tony says? Go on. Mella is a pompous fool. There we go. Dennis... Oh, there's no need to bring Dennis into it. He's a judgmental fool. Yeah, oh, that's true, though. Does he think that every fault that happens in the world is the fault of the Labour Party? 
Well, it would appear he did, because I don't know what he's mentioning the Labour Party for. It's in The Sun, which is a, is a, a newspaper that falls on the right. I believe they're kind of, they're, they're aligning ever so slightly with UKIP after a recent survey that they published. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we, we can say it's great that they, they're, they're picking at a Tory as well. Um, they show no discrimination in who they attack. But it's just, the, the language makes me so uncomfortable. This is a, cl- they're trying to incite, class war is, is, a, is a strong phrase. But class cl- hatred, I mean, we're talking about someone who is privileged and so therefore a target. Jealousy. It's jealousy. Man alive, I would love to know what happened before, the convers- before this conversation was recorded. So would I. Because it could be anything. You know, cab drivers, here we go, black cab drivers can be, here's a surprise, quite obnoxious. I've, I've, been in, I've been in the back of black cabs, and some of them are wonderful, some of them are adequate, and some of them are right idiots, right obnoxious idiots that say stuff that you don't, really want to hear. Also, I think there is a... Well done to Mella for standing up. There's a certain kind of person who um, shows that they recognise a famous person by insulting them. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. Oh, I've had that. that, That's cooler than saying, oh, what have I seen you in? Yeah. 08459 455 555. Come on, guys. You have to be on David Mella's side, don't you? Once you look at the facts and you read between the uh, aggressive language... You have to be on David Mellor's side in this story. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 southbound, it's looking very slow on the speed sensors between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Hat Roundabout. But to looking at Milton Keynes and Portway, that is partially blocked in, because of an accident, and that's affecting people travelling in both directions between the A5 Portway and Attingham Hill. In Milton Keynes, Standing Way has now uh, had that breakdown cleared between the Brinklow Roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford, so it's moving well through there again. But in Wendover on London Road, it's partially blocked because of a breakdown at London Road that's causing queues from Chesham Lane and on the A413 to Nash Lee Road. In Denham on the A40 Western Avenue, it's queuing eastbound between Oxford Road and the Gypsy Corner. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. If you're heading into Marylebone on the train this morning, the Bakerloo line has severe delays southbound and uh, that's because of a signalling problem. Smart for BBC Three Counties Radio. 7.46, Tuesday the 25th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Road safety charities have criticised the 40-day driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding at over 120 miles per hour on the A41 in the county. Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers. That's according to a report going to councillors today. And campaigners fighting a legal batter- battle against the high-speed rail project HS2 are back in court today. Day. Let's get the weather and then we'll talk paedophiles. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. There is a yellow warning in place for fog. That's until 10 o'clock this morning. It's fairly dense, quite stubborn, even uh, locally freezing fog as well. So do beware that there is a potential for difficult driving conditions. Even once that lifts, we've got a lot of cloud around today. Not much brightness at all. And a few showers coming up from the south. Temperatures reaching about 9 or 10 degrees Celsius. Now tonight we've got uh, a milder night actually than last night with a few spots of drizzle and some heavier spells of rain as well. Temperatures down to 5 degrees Celsius. Uh, tomorrow 
tomorrow, a cloudy, dull day again. Um, outbreaks of light to moderate rain. It's not going to be constant throughout the day, but uh, so there will be some dry spells, but it's still going to be a little unpleasant with highs of 10 or 11 degrees Celsius. Those temperatures do rise though, through the week. On Thursday, we've got showery bits and pieces, uh, but a bit more brightness coming in. Friday, though, is uh, looking much better. The clouds start to lift. It's looking drier as well. And with high pressure building over the weekend, it should become more settled. That's your latest forecast. Thank you, Georgina. Even though it's still only November, it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. So tomorrow, I'm heading over to Bedford for their annual light switching on celebrations. I'll be based at the Bedford Swan Hotel, finding about all the stalls coming face to face with some reindeer, aye aye, and maybe meeting the man himself. Roberto Peroni. Live from Bedford's Christmas Light Switch On, tomorrow from 3, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459455555 is the telephone number if you want to give a call. Here's something you might want to uh, talk about. A survivor of abuse uh, carried out at a school in Buckinghamshire came, comes face-to-face with a paedophile in a documentary set to air tonight. Former Caldicott schoolboy Ian McFadden will be shown talking to a man known only as Eddie, who will say he's managing to control his urges and there needs to be more help for other paedophiles to do the same. Well, Dr Sarah Good introduced Eddie to the filmmakers. Uh, morning, Doctor. How did this come about? Hello, good morning. Um, Thank you for having me on your show. Um, I have been researching this area for about uh, 10 years, and I've written uh, a couple of books on how we can understand and address adult sexual attraction to children. Eddie was one of the guys who read my books and got in touch and um, said that they'd helped him. Um, And uh, I at the time was involved in uh, working on this film and um, it kind of uh, moved on from there. What what kind of help do you offer to paedophiles? At the moment, there's actually very little in this country. Um, There are other projects which are going on in Europe now. So, for example, in Germany, there's a big project that's been going on for 10 years. There's a project also in the Netherlands Um, because one of the key points about uh, paedophiles, I think, um, is that the great majority of paedophiles, we don't know who they are or where they are. They're living out there in the community, not known to any authorities. We don't know about them unless they come, unless obviously we, 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 we catch them because they've offended or because they come forward, um, and and say to somebody, look, I, I have this issue, it's a problem. Um, a surprising number of paedophiles, in fact, uh, say, I have this attraction, I didn't want it, I didn't choose it, I don't want to act on it, and I need support to help me to be non-offending. Now, it's Eddie, that's uh, the gentleman that's featured in the show tonight, and he, uh, unsurprisingly, uh, pops up in a few papers. And now, obviously, I've not seen the show, and I, I always am slightly reluctant to talk about shows that I haven't seen, but there you go. Uh, Eddie says, 
Uh, he was first attracted to children in his mid-twenties. Uh, that's when I came to the conclusion it was fair to say I'm a paedophile. I have an age of attraction that starts, depending on the individual, as low as five, roughly, four, five, six. Now, this is a phone-in show, Sarah. I'm sure you've heard phone-in shows, and I'm sure you've heard the kind of people that phone into phone-in shows. Lots of them saying, well, why should you be helping a bloke like this? Yeah. Why would anyone want to help a bloke who, yeah. who is attracted to four-year-olds? Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, the key point here, right, is child protection. We don't want people who are sexually attracted to kids to act on that attraction. We want to keep our children safe. And one, um, I mean, clearly, at the moment, child sexual abuse is at, a, at ep- epidemic levels, okay? We're all worried about it. We all want to do as much as we can to keep kids safe. This is one um, strand, if you like, in the child protection armory that we've got to help us to protect kids. If we listen to paedophiles, if we talk to paedophiles, and when I'm talking about paedophiles, what I mean is people with a sexual attraction to children. I don't mean people who have acted on that sexual attraction. Okay, because it's really, really important to make that distinction. If we want to keep our kids safe, we have to be working with people with this sexual attraction to kids before they offend. Can paedophiles be be changed? Because I, speaking to other people doing this kind of job, I'd always been, I've kind of come to believe that being a paedophile is like being a heterosexual or a homosexual or a bisexual. It, 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 yeah. is, it is not a choice. It is just who you are. I'm attracted to women. A gay man will be attracted to men. A paedophile will be attracted to children. It, it's just the way they are. Is that right? Yes, I think that the, the, the evidence seems to suggest that that is right. Um, so what we are asking, essentially, is that in order to keep our children safe, that these men are celibate, that they don't act on their sexual attraction. Well, how, do you, how, do you, how does that happen, though? Because, you know, hey, listen, we're, we've all got urges. How do you help them control that urge? Yes, exactly. I mean, what we certainly, if we leave them out there in the community without any help or support, you know, we're, we're not helping them to control those urges. And in fact, what they'll do is they will go online, they will find other men like themselves who will encourage them and support them in offending behaviour. So in order to break that cycle, if you like, we, we need to have um, organisations uh, who, who can also be online and also there's, there's a telephone helpline, for example, called Stop It Now, which, is, uh, which anybody can phone if they're worried about their sexual thoughts around children or they're worried about, you know, their partner or their work colleague or whoever. But how likely is the person, him, him or herself, who's attracted to you, they're not particularly likely to, to make that phone call, are they? You'd be surprised. I mean, there's, there's actually a, a really um, surprisingly high number. And I've had, um, from my research, I've had a, a, a number of men who've come forward and said to me, you know, that they have been struggling with, the, with these desires, they either because they are worried that they will get uh, caught by the police and there'll be consequences for them, or because they genuinely understand that if you have uh, sexual contact with a child, then that harms the child for whatever reason. They are committed 
to not engaging in that behaviour. And we, and as you said, I mean, it's very, very difficult because mm. you, you're asking, a, you know, a, an adult man usually to, to be to be celibate for the whole of his life. Um, and, you know, people find that very difficult and we need to be supporting people because the the most important point all the way through this is it's about keeping children safe. Two final things, although I could talk to you all morning because this is fascinating. We, 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 obviously, we've talked about paedophiles on this, on this show before uh, and uh, there will be people tweeting, there will be people phoning in saying, well, hang on a second, if you want to protect the kids, then lock these people up, castrate them, hang these people because th- 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 then that opportunity is gone. If you know they are attracted to children, then don't let them have any form of freedom. What would you say to those, those people? Okay, what I would say is we seem to be talking about very high numbers of men. We may be talking about something like a quarter of a million men in this country who have the capacity to be sexually attracted to children, um, that, which may not be exclusive. They may also be attracted to adults. We, typically, we don't know who these people are. Okay, so it's very, very unrealistic to expect that we could identify all of those tens of thousands of people and and, and lock them up somewhere. Life just doesn't work like that. And anyway, as I said, the proportion of those men will never have offended. And we hope that they will continue not to offend. So what we have to do actually is reach out to them and provide them with a good alternative at the moment the only deterrent that we have is to say to them if you're a paedophile you're going to harm kids we hate you you know we're going to catch you we're going to do all of those things that you've just mentioned okay that's not actually a deterrent the best deterrent is to say you have an alternative you are a moral person with a moral choice okay and 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 in order to keep kids safe you have to choose not to offend Sarah, finally, Eddie, uh, the 39-year-old uh, gentleman who, who says he's a paedophile, he's in all the papers today. There's a picture of him. Uh, he's going to be on telly tonight. Yes. He's going to get kicked in, isn't he? He's going to get duffed up. Because well, that, that is, is, is the reaction yes. from lots of people on the street that, of, of yes. a, a, a violent anger. So, so he's I in trouble, it. isn't he? We are. I mean, let's be real about this, OK? Everybody, I think, involved in this programme is, is anxious Okay, we are all worried. The only reason that we have done this and the only reason that Eddie has done this is because we care about children's well-being. He has risked a lot to, to come forward and to say this because what he hopes and what we all hope is that other men from this will, will have the courage to come forward and say, you know, um, that, they, that they need help and that, and that uh, we can offer them help. Uh, Sarah, have you got a website or something if people are concerned about themselves or other people? I, I would strongly advise them to go to the website and the helpline of Stop It Now. Stop it, it Now, UK and Ireland. You can find it very easily online. If you Google it, they'll find it. Yeah. So, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Dr Sarah. Good. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to throw that over to you. You may, you may choose not to talk about that. You may have very strong views. I suspect I know what some of your views were. We were talking about paedophiles the other day and uh, some of your views came through. What do you reckon? Dr Sarah Good there suggesting that we should help paedophiles. If it protects the kids, then surely that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? 08459 455 555. Let's get the travel. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In Willington on the A603 Standy Road, we're hearing that the traffic lights are out there, so that's causing queues on Wood Lane uh, to Wood Lane and also to Cardington Road and on Bedford Road to St John's Road. It's very busy around there. In Milton Keynes on Portway, that's partially blocked in both directions because of an accident between the A5 at Portway and Attingham Hill. And in Wendover on London Road, that's partially blocked in both directions, causing very long queues to Chesham Lane. Uh, it's at the London Road Junction, sorry, causing queues to Chesham Lane and on the uh, Nash Lee Road as well. In Denham, the A40 Western Avenue is queuing between the Denham Roundabout and Gypsy Corner. And having a look at these speed sensors on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. On the trains, there's no reports of any problems on the departure boards, but the London Underground has the Bakerloo line with severe delays. Samantha Fruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Gosh, what a busy show. Should we be helping paedophiles? And how can you not feel sorry for David Meller? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, criticism of length of speeding ban for A41 driver. HS2 campaigners back in court today and pressure on Buckinghamshire doctors. BBC Three Counties Radio. Road safety groups have criticised the length of a driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding at over 120 miles per hour in the county. 41-year-old Michael Clark from Berkhamsted was banned for just 40 days and was also fined £2,500 plus costs. He was caught doing 124 miles per hour in March on the A41 dual carriageway. James McLaughlin is from the road safety charity Break. Fortunately, most drivers would have the good sense not to do this, but I think in cases where somebody has put the lives of others at risk in, in such a manner the, the, the ban has to reflect that and we feel this this man should be kept off the road for for a bit longer than this really I mean it's 40 days is not is not enough Campaigners fighting a legal battle against the high speed rail project HS2 are back in court today the HS2 Action Alliance lost a high court case in August over the planned London to Birmingham line through Buckinghamshire but are continuing their fight before judges at the Court of Appeal A report on the murder of the soldier Lee Rigby is due to be published this morning it's expected to say that MI5 did not have intelligence which could have prevented his death. Labour is proposing a big increase in the amount of tax paid by private schools unless they do more to help pupils in the state sector. It wants state students to be able to draw on the expertise of specialist teachers from private schools. Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers, according to a report going to councillors today. It highlights huge variation in patient experience across different surgeries. Councillor Roger Reid chaired the inquiry carried out by the Health and Social Care Committee. There should be consistency, and what we've discovered is that there tends not to be uh, the consistency that we would like, and that some some of our residents are not actually receiving um, the high standard of care which which we believe they're entitled to. There have been protests in the American city of St Louis in Missouri after a ruling that a white policeman should not face charges for shooting dead an unarmed black teenager in August. President Obama called for calm but buildings were set alight in the suburb of Ferguson and there were reports of looting and gunfire. The confidential telephone helpline set up last November to support older people says it's been inundated with calls in its first year 
The Silver Line helpline has received more than 275,000 calls, with loneliness the biggest single problem. Bucks Fire and Rescue Service say two people were taken to hospital following yesterday afternoon's suspected chemical leak in Fenny Stratford in Milton Keynes. The emergency services were called to a dry cleaners in the High Street just after three o'clock. Four other people were treated at the scene. In sport, newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton heads the 10 sportsmen and women nominated for the BBC Sports Personality of the Year Award. The Hertfordshire driver is joined by, amongst others, Open Golf champion Rory McIlroy and Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock. The weather, a frosty start with mist and freezing fog clearing this morning. Some rain this afternoon, a maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. The doctor's surgery is open with GP Ketan Bat and we're looking at how Leighton Buzzard shortened the Second World War from three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From seven. Three Counties Sport. We're live from Stadium MK to bring you the Dons versus Rochdale in League One. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's be Avenue. Oh, what a lot to talk about this morning. We've got speeding. Guy does 124 miles an hour. What what does he get as punishment, Catherine Boyle? 40-day ban. 40 days. He's also got fined. I mean, it all adds up to it's about £3,000. It's, it's almost worth it for the, the buzz, isn't it? Isn't it? What's this David Mellor story? I know some people are coming late and may not have seen The Sun. I love this. Part of a conversation, and we should stress, part of a conversation recorded in a black taxi cab. We don't know when either, but it's been brought in in a rather interesting way, hasn't it? Well, yeah, it's 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 made out, it, it, the way the story is, is worded, it's made out to be us and them, them and us, the tough millionaire MPs out of touch with the hard-working man. They keep mentioning the um, uh, Emily Thornberry white van man story, which is completely irrelevant to this. But also the use of language around the actual conversation, which they say they have a recording of, again, part of the conversation, is interesting because the person who is being portrayed as the victim is only ever referred to as the driver or the cabbie. I, uh, and meanwhile, all of David Mellor's uh, privileges are listed. I feel my knee-jerk reaction was to hate David Mellor. My second thought is to feel really sorry for him. Yeah, he's used completely inappropriate language uh, and completely inappropriate arrogance, but we don't know what was said to provoke that. How can you not, when you look at this story, really look at it beyond the headline, how can you not feel sorry for David Mellor? And a Channel 4 documentary tonight about paedophiles says that we should be helping them. We just spoke to a doctor who works with paedophiles and put forward, I thought, an excellent case. Well, would you like to see paedophiles helped? Lots to talk about, guys. Come on, take your pick. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Give us a call, 08459 455 555. You can text as well. I'm not so keen on text. I like having the conversation with you. But I know some of you are reluctant to text. Maybe some of you might be reluctant to uh, call, sorry. Some of you may be reluctant to call on the paedophile story because, um, well, at first thought, the, 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 the idea of helping paedophiles, of giving them medical treatment that isn't chemical castration, that is counselling and therapy, 
um, might seem a little controversial. I thought the, the doctor put forward an excellent case for it. So if you want a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. I'm just going to put another scarf on, Kath, because I'm a little bit chilly. Right, how did you nick that? Sorry? Well, I've already retrieved that from your grasp about three times this morning. It smells wonderful. It smells of sweat and, and tabs. The <laughs> Catherine Boyle smell. What, have you got some texts before we go on to this speeding story? I might. I'll give my scarf back and I'll read them to you. OK, in a minute. How naive am I? Silly me, I thought that paedophiles only lived in the UK and America, but hearing the doctor say that in Germany, it made me realise paedophiles are everywhere. Sorry? If they can get help before they act out their desires, then that's a good thing. Prevention can be part of the cure, says Tony. Is that a serious thing? You thought paedophiles only lived in America and England? I don't know whether that was supposed to be a joke. Oh, OK, oh, okay right, Kathy sorry, says, sorry. yes, we should help paedophiles. As Ian said... He's attracted to women, but that doesn't mean he will assault every woman he comes into contact with. I am a victim of sexual assault, says Cathy, but I don't tar all men with the same brush. Uh, and we've also got this one. Um, oh, from James in Luton. I haven't been banned for speeding, but for something else. Oh, oh this is talking about whether your um, points get reset if oh, yeah. you oh, ah, see yes. a ban through. Yes. I already had points when I'd done this, so I got a ban. After six months, I got my licence back with no points. They reset after any ban. Oh, so this guy well, gets a, tw- a forty-day ban, and then his points. I've gone. had a tweet that contradicts that. Oh. Um, um, points are not reset following a ban, says Kevin. You get what is known as a TT ninety-nine, but your old points stay on your license. All right. So we're still Confused. none. We're still none the wiser. Thank you for that. Thank you. Now, uh, road safety campaigners are questioning the sentence handed to a man caught doing 124 miles per hour on the A41 in Hertfordshire. 41-year-old Michael Clark from Berkhamsted has been banned for 40 days and will have to pay... Ow, it's tied on. We'll have to pay 2005 Are you happy now? We'll have to pay £2,500 plus costs. Justin Dealey, you've been out speaking to drivers. It's yeah. an incredible speed. Well, you say it's incredible, but um, it doesn't surprise me um, because uh, this particular section of the A41 is like a racetrack. Living nearby, I can tell you that that people often use the A41 to, let's say, test a new vehicle. Oh. Smooth roads, uh, pretty much empty past rush hour, and often cars have been flying past me. I've been talking to drivers at the A41 services in Hertfordshire to get their reaction to this story. Here's what they had to say. It's surprising me that they're doing 124 miles an hour, yeah, but they do speed up and down the road quite often. You do get them flying past you. I mean, we're limited to 56 and they've cars just fly past us. Whoosh! Yeah. Would you think somebody caught doing that sort of speed? Quite simply, should they go to prison? Should do, yeah, because if they hit someone at that speed, they're dead. It's almost like a racetrack. The, the, the way the A41 goes around these bends, especially this well, bend no, here, even, it's like a racetrack, no, isn't it? It's been extended as well. People just fly up and down it. Nicola, you're using the A41 quite a lot. Got your child in the back today. How fast is that road? Are you often seeing people flying past you? Yes, all the time. There's always people speeding along it. How fast do you think they're going? Over 100, maybe a bit more. Here's another motorist. Um, give us your reaction to the fact somebody's been caught doing 124 miles an hour, sir. Oh, I think it's ridiculous, really. <laughs> Shouldn't be, you know, it's too dangerous. It's a uh, two, two lane, that's all it is, you know, and you've got roads coming onto it. Too dangerous. I mean, obviously, if you're going that speed, you're going to get banned, but, but do you think if you're going to, to do that sort of speed on our roads here, do you think you should go to prison for that? Um, no, I don't think prison. No. Not unless you kill somebody. Uh, 
it's it, it's weird, Justin, because there are two mm. arguments. One is, hey, there's a, there's a speed limit. You stick to the speed limit. Mm-hmm. And one is, hey, man, come on. The speed limits are crazy and they should be a bit fluid. And if the roads are empty, you should be able to do what you want to do. Mm, yeah, but 124 miles an hour, to put this into perspective, if you make a mistake at 124 miles an hour, you're going to die. And you're probably going to kill somebody else as well. So that's speed. And obviously cars now are very, very fast. Some people may say, I didn't realise I was going over 100. Well, I think you'd certainly realise if you were doing 124 miles per hour. That is just way too excessive. And the fine and the ban for me, it just sounds pathetic. Just, can you stay there? Because I've got another little mission for you before the end of the show. I'll come back to you in a second. Thank you. Excellent stuff. Um... Brian Gregory is director of the Alliance of British Drivers. Morning, Brian. Good morning. 124 miles per hour on a dual carriageway. Can that ever be acceptable? Well, it's difficult to know the circumstances, but it sounds as if this road is quite empty at times. Now, I accept we haven't set a 70 mile an hour speed limit, but it is not abided by. It's well known that it's too low. The 85th percentile is above and significantly above 70 miles an hour. I'm not necessarily going to condone what this guy is doing, but what I would say is there's large stretches of road in Germany with a similar configuration to dual carriageways in Berkhamsted where you can do whatever speed you like legally. And are we but that's, that's, that's Germany. That's not here, though, is it? No, are, are you are saying we, that 124 so, miles we, per hour is uh, acceptable? It's certainly against the law. But I think the, the key point that the, the guy made before was he said, doing 124 miles an hour, if you make a mistake, you're dead. So we're going we're gonna to fine and we're going to imprison people based on what they might have done rather than what they have done. Well, no, what he has I mean, done what, is he's broken the law. Well, he has broken the law. But the, the, the thing here, it, to me, about penalties on motorists is they're, they're disproportionate in, in relation to other offences. There are people now going into pubs and smashing other people's faces in and getting away with cautions. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like the comparison. That All that means is we need to change the law around people yeah, well, who go exactly, in and smash exactly, them. Exactly, it, it, it doesn't actually mean that... No, it, it's not. It doesn't it necessarily... absolutely the point. No, it's not, it. and I'll, I'll explain why. It doesn't necessarily mean that the driving laws are wrong. It just, just would imply that the smashing people in the face in pubs law is wrong. 40 well, days... You, you, I, need to, I think you need to look at both, and you look at, need to look at the proportionality. Um, and, and you know, well, no, the, the comparison does it doesn't work, Brian. It just shows. Why that, not? I mean, it, it, well, I've just it, explained. I'll explain again. It just shows on. that one. It just shows that one law is wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean that both both laws are wrong. Well, you need to evaluate the the, the, the situation with both. I mean, you know, somebody does 124, and there's no outcome other than they broke the technical speed limit. If you go into quite a some and, way. and, 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 and Brian, deliberately assault somebody, you Brian, actually cause occasion bodily harm. Brian, the comparison thing doesn't work. I'll explain one more time. You, 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 uh, sorry, I, I don't accept your objection. No, uh, all that means all that means is Brian. All that means is um, that the 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 punishment for going into pubs and smashing people in the face is wrong. That doesn't yeah. mean that the, the the driving punishments are wrong. Well, you see, there's a, there's a, well, it's not even a suspicion; it's a certainty that now. In terms of motorists, it's how much you can actually extract from the motorist for offences, which is the key. It's all about chasing the money now. It's not really got a lot to do with road safety. So, so 124 miles per hour on a dual carriageway in your head, despite the, despite the fact it's illegal, that, that, that's an acceptable speed? Well, I have done those speeds in Germany safely But we're myself. not in Germany, Brian. We're in England. It, you, that's I, I acceptable. I know that, but Germany is not that different. It's a developed Western country like ourselves. Okay, so you think that that speed is acceptable? 
I think that with the right training, it's possible for drivers to do that. But ah. I'm not saying that we should just have anarchy on the roads and just say we'll take all speed. Well, this guy, I, I would assume this we guy didn't have the right. Better. Yeah, I would assume. I would assume this guy didn't have the right training. Well, you don't know that, do you? I don't know that. He might have well, been a class one police driver at one time. Well, let's no. let's 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 assume for a second uh, uh, that, that he didn't have the right training. Is it acceptable then? On an empty road, uh, is he actually doing a great deal of harm beyond breaking a technical speed limit? Okay. With uh, no, uh, you know, with no, he didn't have a crash. He didn't kill somebody. And thank what God. he's been imprisoned and fined for is what he might have done. But he's not gone to prison. I thought, oh, sorry. Oh, no, he got forty. Well, he's sorry. He's got a ban, hasn't he? For he's got a ban days. of forty days. So asking, should he go to prison? He's got a ban of forty days yeah. and a three thousand pounds fine. In the great yeah. scheme of things, that's nothing, is it, really? Well, it's rather a lot of money. Ah, it's, it's, I'm assuming he's got he's got a pretty decent car if he can if he well, if it goes 124 miles an hour. I beg that it's now actually it's about how much can you afford to pay rather than how serious is the offence. Forty day fine though, it'll, it'll give him time to cool off and think, won't it? Well, it may well do, and he may well go and seek some training from uh, somebody you know who, who can give advanced driver training. Well, let's hope he goes and does that. Brian, nice to talk to you. We'll get you back again. That was good fun. I enjoyed that. I hope you did too. Brian Gregory, Director of the Alliance of British Drivers. 40 days, three grand fine. I think it's a little bit light. I think it's a little bit light, really. The A41, it would seem, is a bit of a plum magnet. I've got a text message. <laughs> That's a great phrase. I saw a lorry reversing up the A41 so it could avoid the traffic and come off at Hemel Hempstead. Worst bit of driving I've ever seen and I drive for a living, says this texter. Oh, dear. Thank you. I like Brian. We'll get him back again if he'll come back. I, enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed that sparring. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, we're hearing from callers that Standing Way is partially blocked still between the Brinklow Roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Milton Keynes South. And in Portway as well, that's closed in both directions between the A5 and Antingham Hill. That's because of an accident involving two vehicles that's causing some delays through there. In Willington on the A603 Sandy Road, we've heard from callers Terry and Gavin that the traffic lights are out there at Wood Lane and that's causing queues to Cardington Road and on Bedford Road to St John's Road. And in Wendover on the A413 London Road, it's partially blocked at the Hale Road Junction because a car's broken down and it's causing long queues on the approach in both directions. In Chestnut on the A10 southbound it's very slow between the Great Cambridge Road and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield and on the M25 clockwise it's queuing between uh, Junction 29 for Romford taking 40 minutes to get towards the Q2 Bridge in case you're heading that way this morning. On the London Underground if you're heading into Marlborough train station the Bakerloo line has severe delays southbound South Breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.17. It is, uh, where are we now? Tuesday the 25th of November. What the hell are you doing? Victory dance. You're doing the, oh yeah, all right, okay, Uh uh-uh. Dearie me, grow up. These are your, (laughs) grow up and stop doing that out of my eye line, please, for goodness sakes. Be a professional, read the headlines. Be a professional and have some of that. Oh. Road safety groups have criticised the 40-day driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding over 120 miles per hour on the A41 in the county. Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers, according to a report going to councillors today, and campaigners fighting a legal battle against the high-speed rail project HS2 are back in court today. BBC Three Counties Radio. You're right, it is, as my mum would say, it's taters today. 
Ooh. Yep, we can hear that. That's a microphone. Just adjusting it. Very, very cold today. It's freezing, is it? And I've got puppy training today, oh, which means that's I why you've ha- dressed up like a homeless. I have to. Uh, now, that, yesterday you were very mean to me as well. Whenever I, kind. whenever I come in yes. and say things about your attire, yes. it's generally only the positive things I point out. Um, last week you said, I'm still smarting from you saying I smell like your dog. I'm smarting from yeah, but that. My dog smells lovely. Well, what? she doesn't actually at the moment. She's smelling a little bit doggy. Well, do I smell like your dog now? No. I bet your house stinks. What, of dog? Dog owners' houses always stink, and they don't know, because they become immune well, to it. Well, and that's a slight problem, Yeah. Um, and I don't want to smell it, because I hate the smell of dog. Yeah. Well, that's you won't know disgusting it. Disgusting smell. You won't know it. Shall I come round and be honest with you? Well, I have asked people who are generally quite honest with me if it does smell. And what do they say? They say, no, it doesn't. Yeah. But I am... I, have, you, have you ever come across Zoflora? No, I haven't. haven't who you? is that? Is he oh, a cleaner? What's, what is... Zoflora is a very old-fashioned disinfectant. Oh, comes yeah. in a little bottle. Yes. And you put a little capful in oh, a bucket yeah. of water. Yeah. And it smells very strong. Oh. So I Zoflora every day. So your house smells like a hospital? Well, no, but that's the thing. You see, it doesn't smell of disinfectant. What does it smell of? Smells of... Uh, well, I use, I use one called bouquet. So it smells... <laughs> Uh, is, is, is it off. spelled bucket? <laughs> <laughs> it smells of it. Have you ever used it, Kat? I have, because I lived in a very smelly flat once. Uh, Covers it up lovely, doesn't it? you are going to say a very smelly does. country once. <laughs> it does. No, it smells of bouquet. Oh, that's lovely. Flowery. Hyacinth. <clears throat> and not doggy at all. OK. Well, let me come round and be the honest judge, because if your house stinks, I'll tell you. Well, uh, there's something for me to look forward to. I'm just trying to get his address out of him. He, he, he's been there, what, six months now, and he won't tell me what it's the address is. Very exclusive. I, you wouldn't get through the gates. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your show this morning? David Miller. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Poor old David Miller. Uh, I'm going to be... Uh, poor old David Miller. I'm really sorry for him. He's been stitched up. Right. Mm. Well, coming up on the big phone in this morning, I'll be asking, do you think the taxi driver was right to secretly record David Miller's rant? Former Conservative Cabinet Minister David Miller has been secretly recorded shouting and swearing at a taxi driver. According to the Sun newspaper, Mr Miller was unhappy with the route the driver was taking, lost his temper and called him a sweaty little... Well, I can't say the rest. I think you can say git. No. Oh, no, according to the sun, it was worse than that. Oh, yeah, oh, those, they've, yes. they've changed that. Oh, okay. It wasn't the G word. The S word? <clears throat> yes. The recording also captures the 65-year-old former politician saying, I've been in Cabinet, I'm an award-winning broadcaster, just shut up. That's, that's how Jonathan speaks to that's us. Upstairs. I was going to say, that, that could have been me, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, it's unacceptable to shout at a taxi driver in this way, but... Well, we've <laughs> we've viewed that fact. We've all... Really? You wouldn't ever speak to a taxi driver like that. I think his choice of language was inappropriate. I think his boasting um, makes him look arrogant, but we don't know what was said before the recording was started. Who knows what that cab, cab driver did to, to, to get him excited like that? Some of those cab drivers are... Careful. Ends. They Swe- are. Sweaty little... Some of them are, yeah. <laughs> Some of them are. Who knows? I think Miller has been stitched up here. It's in the language that the son have used. It's bringing in the Thornbury woman, which has got nothing to do with this. It's the fact we don't know what the cab driver said before he pressed record. But look, if you've got a problem with a, with a taxi and with a taxi driver, yeah. then don't you say, right, stop this taxi, I'm getting out. I don't know. You don't launch into a... Uh, why are you laughing, Gath? You do, though. You don't do, sit there and launch into some, you sweaty little... 
You, you don't do Jonathan, that. Jonathan, he'd been out for a day at the palace. I think maybe a little bit of bubbly had been consumed. Well, possibly. 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 Well, I mean, it is unacceptable to shout at a taxi driver in that way. In your opinion. But we have all lost our tempers on occasion. I certainly have lost my temper I know. M- many times. I know. But would we expect to have our outbursts secretly recorded and then used against us? From nine this morning, I'd like your view on this. Do you think the taxi driver was right to secretly record David Mellor's rant? Your call on 08459 455555 from nine. Tonight's Three County Sport is live from Stadium MK. Fadzim flicks it on and it's gone in and it's Anthony Kay. As MK dons host Rochdale. Now Deli Alley with a shot into the net. Hear all the build-up. Lee Hodgson's back on the bench today. He can play ten minutes. Danny Green can play half an hour. He's back on the bench. Full match commentary and all the reaction at the final whistle. As a centre forward, you want to score goals. You want to be involved. And I've got two goals and one assist. So I'm double pleased. Three Counties Sport tonight from seven here on BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll get your calls on that. Um, we, we're take, both taking slightly different angles on this one. Uh, I, I feel sorry for David Meller. Yeah, what he said was was uh, arrogant, was out of order. But we don't know. What was said before the recording started? This whole the, the, my sympathy for him hinges on two things. We don't know what was said before the recording started. Oh, I didn't go back to Justin. I was meant to go back to Justin, wasn't I? <laughs> I totally forgot. Sorry, Just. Um, don't worry. We're speaking to him in about five ten. Minutes. All right, brilliant. Okay, and the the, the language that's used in the article is very um, uh, divisory. Is that the word? Divisory. Divisive. I prefer or div- derisory. I prefer divisory. You're, I think you're mixing it up, but carry on. Now. I like to mix it up. That's that's my style. Now, Bucks GPs are feeling the pressure of the increasing amount of patients on their books. A report into GP practices in Buckinghamshire is to be discussed by the county council tonight, which looks at the variation in patient experience across the county. It's found that more needs to be done to manage demand, improve premises, and highlights instances of unacceptability, unacceptably long waits for non-urgent appointments. Well, I'm joined now by GP Dr Lawrence Buckman, who is the former chair of the British Medical Association's GP Committee. Uh, good morning, Lawrence. What is it like being a GP in 2014? Well, most of the time, it's very nice. Um, I like my job. I enjoy it. Um, I... I think I get on well with most of my patients, some of whom are in Hertfordshire, um, and um, it would be much better if we didn't have a whole series of pressures put on us by a health service that's groaning under the weight of demand. Give us some of the problems and the pressures that the, the GPs are facing. Well, there aren't enough of us, so therefore the number of people we have to see reaches a point that after a while you start questioning the safety of what you're doing. So, for example, my typical day is about 12 hours long. Now, that's not unique. Plenty of other people work a 12-hour day. But the fact is that at the end of the 12 hours, I'm starting to think slower than I was at the beginning of the 12 hours. Mm. I've also got to do some things that are really nothing to do with me, but the number of people who say, get a note from your GP or do so, go back to the GP. So hospitals now, because they're under such pressure, are pushing a lot of things they used to do themselves back onto the GP. And again, if it's once or twice, you don't really mind that. But if every single patient that goes to a hospital is being bounced back to the GP to do something, that adds to the workload. I'm perfectly capable of doing it. It's only that if every single patient has that happen to them, then they experience more weights because more people want to see me for more things. 
And there aren't enough of people like me to do the work that's necessary. We don't have enough nurses. And part of all of this is because we don't actually have the space. There's been no premises development in England for the last, I think now, 12 years. Uh, which is quite a long time when no investment's been made into premises. Well, we do often hear of of new estates being built and and, uh, places like that, but there are no extra schools and there are no extra GP surgeries being added. They're kind of just that the the people just have to go to use the existing facilities. Yes, but part of that is because when people build estates, and this includes uh, um, publicly built estates, when they're built, nobody thinks to tell the health service that they're doing it. So you find a huge housing estate turning up, But actually, no facilities whatsoever because nobody thought of doing it. There are some good examples where that didn't happen that way, uh, where they did think in advance, and that obvious example is Peterborough, the extension to the developments in Peterborough, where they did do that. But by and large, it doesn't happen like that. So you have uh, patients turn up in an area where there's not enough doctors, not enough nurses, nowhere to put the doctor and nurse. I've had several friends working from porter cabins, um, which doesn't look that great and is not ideal as a place to deliver health care. And so you've got all of that, plus a burden of of paperwork, which is, because we're so safety conscious, actually getting worse rather than better. All of that's to protect the patients. You don't mind protecting the patients. It's only that every single thing that adds to your day makes it harder to do what people want, which is to be seen promptly uh, when uh, when it's convenient for them. So what do you need? I'm assuming uh, more money and more people uh, uh, seem to be the two key things that are lacking. I would say that the two key things are recruitment into general practice, and at the moment we're losing GPs because people are retiring and young doctors look at what we're doing and don't fancy it. So we're not recruiting anywhere near the number we need, even in nice places, in rural parts of uh, beds, hearts and bucks. They're just, people don't want to go and work there. So whereas a generation ago they would have itched to go and work in places like that. So recruitment is awful. Retention is not good because people now are saying, I don't need to put up with this anymore. You know, I'm old enough. I'm going to retire now. So you find people retiring early. And that's not to do with money. That's to do with number of people wanting to be GPs. And we need to make that easier. There are not enough nurses, by the way. Uh, uh, Some of that's to do with paying them properly, but some of it's because they just aren't there. And then there's premises. Now, that's where the council can come in because... GPs traditionally used to own their own premises, but I think for many GPs that's long stopped. I rent my premises and a lot of other people do too. If the premises are there and reasonably priced, people will move in and and the health authority will pay if it's reasonably priced. We have the bizarre situation local to me where there is brand new medical premise inside a brand new hospital. It's beautiful. But the rent being charged by the hospital is so high that the health authority won't pay. And so nobody will move in because it's too expensive. Now, that kind of thing the council could interfere with. Lawrence, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. That's Dr Lawrence Buckman, 08459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Watford on Rickmansworth Road, that is closed because of an accident northbound and that's causing long queues on the A411 as well. It's looking very busy. Diversions around the Town Hall roundabout, so expect it to get very busy around there as well. In Wendover on the A413 London Road, it's partially blocked in both directions at Hale Road because a car's broken down there and it's causing long queues on the approach in both directions and on Chesham Lane to the A413. And in Milton Keynes on Portway, that is closed between the A5 and Antingham Hill because of an accident involving two vehicles 
was causing some delays as well. In Standing Way, that's partially blocked eastbound because of a car transporter that's broken down there between the Brinklow roundabout and the Bedford Junction. And in by Brick Hill on the Brick Hill Street, we're hearing reports that the level crossing isn't working there at Brick Hill Street, and that's causing long tailbacks on both the approaches. In Willington Sandy Road, we've heard from callers that the traffic lights are out there as well at Wood Lane, causing queues to Cardington Road and on Bedford Road to St John's Road. And on the underground, the Bakerloo line is suspended southbound between Harrow and Wilston and Queen's Park with severe delays on the rest of the line. Smarts Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Road safety groups have criticised the 40-day driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding at over 120 miles per hour on the A41 in the county. Campaigners fighting a legal battle against the high-speed rail project HS2 are back in court this morning. Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers, according to a report going to councillors today. And the former Conservative Cabinet Minister David Mellor says he was provoked after being secretly recorded having a blazing row with a London taxi driver. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Newly crowned Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton heads the 10 sportsmen and women nominated for the BBC Sports Personality of the Year award. The Hertfordshire driver is joined by, amongst others, Open Golf champion Rory McIlroy, Real Madrid's Gareth Bale and Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock. Milton Keynes-Dons will move to within three points of League One leaders Bristol City tonight if they beat Rochdale at Stadium MK. They're without suspended defender Carl McFadden, but manager Carl Robinson says the mood is good. I understand there's an excitement around Milton Keynes I've never felt this around Milton Keynes before and I've got to be honest there's a there's a certain buzz you can't even in coffee shops walking down through town centre there's a real vibrancy I think the Manchester United game has really got the city I, I do believe that and you can hear full commentary on MK Dons versus Rochdale in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Tonight in the Champions League, Manchester City must win at home to Bayern Munich to stay in the competition. Victory for Chelsea away to the German side Schalke would confirm their place in the knockout stage. In the Premier League last night, second place Southampton drew one all at Aston Villa. In Conference South, Boreham Wood are six points clear at the top after a 4-0 win at home to Western Supermare. Tonight, Hemel Hempstead go to Bath. In the Southern League Premier Division, Hitchin beat Dunstable 3 Tonight, Chesham are at home to Hereford. And the Australian cricketer Phil Hughes is in a critical condition after being hit on the head by a bouncer during a match at the Sydney Cricket Ground. He was wearing a helmet. The 25-year-old test opener was given mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on the pitch. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. You'd better apologise to him. To whom? Justin. Justin? Mate, seriously. Have you, wait- have you been waiting for the last 20 minutes? been waiting 20 minutes. I've got frostbite. I'm absolutely freezing. There's a certain part of my body which has now disappeared. <laughs> and it's all your fault, boss. I am so sorry. It, just, it was such a good conversation yeah. with the, the, the Brian Gregory, and I just totally forgot to go back to you. I'm so, I, I just thought you would have had the initiative to come in and warm up, fella. No, sorry. I was just waiting. But I have to say, Brian Gregory saying 124 miles an hour, that's OK? Brian Gregory from the... Uh, 
Alliance of British Drivers. Yeah. He was good value, wasn't he? We'll get him back. He was, but he was talking about the A41, which yeah. is not in Germany, Brian. That's not in Germany. That's in Hertfordshire. Yeah, but if it works in Germany, another Western-developed European... A boil. Mm. Got a text through about this. Oh, yeah. No one's putting their names on things today. Please, please put your names on things. I'd like to be able to give out the gold stars. 124 miles per hour is not acceptable. I've studied impact and car crash behaviour, and at those speeds, the chances of survival are, guess what? Nil. The fe- Nil. The fe- okay, let me be Brian Gregory wait, for a wait, bit. Wait, oh. Also, the comparison with Germany makes no sense. Their roads are far superior, and those areas without speed limits are almost lorry-free. Moreover, even if some drivers are trained, most others will not be and will not know how to react to an oncoming car at 124 miles per hour, nor will they expect it. He didn't hit anybody. That's, that was Brian Gregory's argument, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't hit anybody. But he could have hit somebody. My mum yeah, but uses he didn't. that road. No, but he could have done. I could have murdered someone the other day. Should I go to prison for yeah, that? Yeah, but 124 miles an hour. Any sort of mistake at that speed, you are going to die and probably kill somebody else as well. But that he didn't. Not acceptable. No, but he could have done. Yeah, but he didn't. You're putting yourself out there to do it. Yeah, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. But he could have done. Yeah, but he didn't. But he could have done. Yeah, but he didn't. It's against the law. In the conversation, 124 miles an hour, 100. You know, as I said before, some people have got powerful cars. They might not realise they're doing 100 miles an hour, but 124 miles per hour, you know exactly what you're doing. You've just changed arguments, because your argument was he could have killed someone, and and now you realise that that I quite enjoy being Brian Gregory. It's quite good fun. (laughs) Uh, Now that you've realised that he didn't kill anyone, well, now your argument is, oh, yeah, well, argument over. Nope. Not saying that at all. I'm just saying if you're driving at 100 miles an hour, you'll probably realise that. Take your foot off the accelerator. 124 miles an hour. You are doing that for the buzz. That's your buzz. That shouldn't affect anybody else. That could have killed somebody. But he uh, didn't. No, he didn't, but he could have done. Yeah, but he didn't. Would you drive at 124 miles an hour if you could? Would you? I refuse to answer that question. OK. But let's stay there. Paul's in Biggleswade. Right? Morning, Paul. Good morning. What do you want to say? Uh, is this the right room for an argument? <laughs> <laughs> Step inside, sir. Yes. Uh, now, have you got, have you got the, uh, the, the, the five-minute argument or the ten-minute argument? Uh, the five-minute argument. Please. Okay. Anyway, is this the right room for an argument? I've told you once. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. When? Just now. No, you haven't. Okay, that's time up. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was never five minutes. It was. No, it wasn't. wasn't. I'm afraid I can't argue with you now. We're off the clock. <laughs> I can't remember the rest of it, but that wasn't a bad stab. The 70 mile an hour speed limit. Uh, first of all, I, uh, the, the fellow with the with the 40 day ban. I don't have a strong opinion on it either way. I think you know if if that's the, if he's if that's how much he was speeding by, then then that was um, you know that was fair enough that he got this 40 day ban and a couple of thousand pound fine. But what I would like to say is about the 70 mile per hour speed limit per se, because I think that uh, 70 miles an hour is the worst, the most dangerous speed on the road. What? Uh, <laughs> well, hang on, you were talking sense until you got to that. Why? No, I'll, t- I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why. When, when you, and, and I had a good example of this yesterday on the M25. You've yes. got two or three different types of drivers out there. You've got drivers who like to drive at about two miles per hour under the speed limit. So they'll be going around the M25 at... 68 miles an hour, shall we say. Yes. you then got the other type of drivers who know full well that they could, you know, squeeze the 70 mile an hour speed limit up to about 77 because 
you know, you know they, nobody gets prosecuted for doing um, over the speed limit so long as it's less than 10% over the speed limit. Yeah. So you've got these other drivers going around at, say, 75 or, or 77 miles per hour, and then it leaves me get, trying to go around at 70 miles an hour, but I get held up by the bloke in front that's only doing 68, so I'm trying to pull out, to go, but I can't get out because I've got everybody else going past me at 75 miles per hour. So you get absolutely hung up, and you end up practically going backwards. Now you fucked up! <laughs> you can't, you can't finish what was kind of a half decent but slightly flawed argument by talking balls. You don't end up going backwards. Well, no, well, but it feels the like thing, it. that what you, what the we need is we need to enforce the law where people aren't allowed to drive in the middle lane unless they're overtaking. Well, I agree with you with that one. That's so where the problem is. You get no argument from me on that one. Yeah, Paul, thank you very much indeed. Your five minutes is up. I nearly managed to quote the whole um, argument sketch from Monty Python. See, it was it, my teenage years were worthwhile, Justin. Absolutely. Steve's in Hitchin. Morning, Steve. Morning, Ian. Wh- what have you got for us? Um, the gentleman who said about the um, the man not actually doing anything wrong, uh, and I totally agree with it. That was Brian Gregory, the director of uh, the Alliance of British Drivers. Yes. Yeah. Why does the government think it's fine? To, that's the wrong word. Uh, why do they think it's okay to penalise? motorists when they're not actually doing anything wrong. Why Apart from does breaking the law? The law. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but that's the whole point. They're not actually doing anything wrong. Apart from breaking the law? Yeah, a stupid law. Well, they're no, not yeah, but it's, it's crazy. It's not a law that should be there in the first place. Let me explain. If, if whilst you're doing 125 mile an hour, yeah. you come off and or you hit someone or you do some damage, yeah. then you then that should be the law that's broken. If you get from A to B at 200 mile an hour and you don't inconvenience anyone else, then you shouldn't be prosecuted for it. You've done nothing wrong. It's the same with drink driving, isn't it? You can get in the car and you can have Here you can go. be over the limit, but you've not done anything wrong. All right, They're Steve, so what if like I fancy going in Tesco's and I'll wave a gun around, but I don't shoot anyone, so that's fair enough, is it? No, because that's terrorising someone. You've done something wrong. That is wrong. But if you get in a car with, and you're over the limit, but you don't do anything wrong, wow. you could drive better than someone who's under the limit, who is a complete idiot, or is 75 years old and can't see out their windscreen, and a going all over the road, but they will penalise you when you could have driven perfectly fine. But what they've got to do is clamp down on when you've actually done something wrong. So if you get in and you've had two glasses of wine just slightly over the limit and you kill someone, then you should be locked up for life. That is where the penalty should be, not for just in case you might do something. Steve, can I make you um, this show's official naughty driving correspondent? By all means. We'll, we'll, we'll keep his... Seriously, thank you, Steve. Keep his uh, name and number on the books, because we, we, we'll, we'll get him on again. I've never heard anyone um, argue so effectively for drink driving. Wow. Crazy Guys FM. <laughs> Ian's on the air. We'll come to you in a minute, Just. I promise. He didn't seriously. mind drink driving, but he did mind people being old. <laughs> <laughs> the unavoidable like, thing. I like Steve's attitude. <laughs> Ian, you're on the M1. What would you like to say? Well, you know, I've got a car which does 155 miles an hour. Ooh, it's cats. And there's lots of good cars which will do 150 miles an hour these yes. days. 
Now, this guy might have had a car which is very good, a good car, very fast. And I've been down that road a hundred million times. And I'll tell you, it's very easy for people to speed. I'd also like to point out that I go on the motorway every single day for the last 25 years. Ooh, and I've spoken to police people who have stopped me, maybe for undertaking or something like this. Yes. And one thing they try not to do is nick you... Um, doing 79 miles an hour and a 70 mile an hour limit. Yeah. They, they let you go at eight, up to 80, right? Secondly... They, they have... You, in the past, you have done 80 and they have, they have let you... I, I don't think we can say they let you go at 80. Well, right? they have an unknown... An unspoken word, I think, that they under 79 miles... 80 miles an hour, they will most probably take a, take a note of it, but okay. they won't do you, unless it's really bad driving. But... Going down and driving at eight, 125, and I say this very carefully, and please don't think I'm a lunatic, I go down the M1, and there's some parts of the M1 where you can just, because they've, they've done it beautifully, got a lovely tarmac, and it's quiet on a summer's night, and I've got late home, and I've just blasted it, and I mean really blasted it. And the only thing I would say is, you are responsible as a person, and you have to have an adult view on this, that sometimes, Every guy in every car has had a moment where he's had a, a moment where he's just gone and had a blast on his car. Everybody has. And I just think that in some cases, you know, you've got to take a view that 120 miles an hour is very fast, but it isn't necessarily dangerous. It isn't. The thing you have to make sure is, one, your car is up to that sort of speed. Two, your tyres are absolutely immaculate. You know, and you are and you are not got alcohol in your system and things like that. So what I'm trying to say is, in some cases, in some cases, you know, 124 be, miles per hour is okay because you're a fella and you just you just see him. No, you just try it out because I'm a fella. You said anything. it was because you're a fella. I, I said, all right, women can do it as well. Ooh, can we? Work. Thanks for the checklist as well, by the way. No, it's not a sexist remark. I will say all people can do 125 miles an hour. But in perspective, if you take an, a rational view, that if you go in a road pro- traffic improvement scheme, or was it called um, the advanced advanced yeah. motorist um, test, they will test you at over 100 miles an hour. Now, that doesn't mean they're irrational. But they will, you will be proved to be a good driver on controlling your car. So what I'm trying to say to you... Yes, in, in is, summary, Ian. Yeah. In summary. In summary, yes. I think in certain circumstances, you can go down a road 125 miles an hour. It is dangerous, but it is... If, it's worth if the risk the right for the car, bus. It will be possible. Ian, thank you very much indeed. Can we just say, it's illegal. <laughs> Wow, this is absolutely incredible. You can't use what Ian said in a court of law, it's not okay. (laughs) Those podcast heaven, this isn't it? Those last two callers, we've we've listen, we've done the speeding thing dozens of times on this show, it's kind of a staple, all right. But those last two callers have given us such wonderful, new, unique perspectives on it. It's all right. It's all right to drink and drive, says one. And it's, listen, we're fellas. We've all, we've all wanted to see what our car can do. 125 miles per hour. As long as you've got good tyres, that's fine. Quote of the day. Every now and again, we all have a blast. <laughs> Unbelievable. I haven't had a blast in my car since I was a teenager, but that's a different story. <laughs> 08459 455 Just wait there. I'll come to you in a minute, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, oh, OK, good lads. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Watford, the A412 Rickmansworth Road is closed at the junction for Beecham Grove and that's causing long queues on Hampstead Road to Langley Way and it's also very slow on the A412 St Albans Road southbound with people sl- uh, slowing down to look at the accident on the opposite carriageway. In Wendover on London Road it's partially blocked in both directions at the junction for London Road and Hale Road and that's causing queues in both directions on the approach to there. It's also very busy in Milton Keynes on Portway, both directions it's closed between the A5 and Antingham Hill because of an accident causing queues on the surrounding roads and eastbound on the standing way that's partially blocked because of a broken down car transporter between the Tongwell Street at the Brinklow Roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford. In Bow Brick Hill on Brick Hill Street there's hearing reports that the level crossing isn't working and so that's causing long tailbacks on both the approaches there and in Willington Sandy Road uh, we've heard that the traffic lights are out at Wood Lane that's causing queues to Cardington Road and on Bedford Road to St John's Road. On the train no reports of any problems on the rails on the departure boards but on the London Underground the Bakerloo line is suspended southbound between Harrow and Wilston and Queen's Park with severe delays on the rest of the line southbound. Samantha the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.47, it's Tuesday the 20th. I just realised what I said to Catherine about her daughter. Quite... I didn't disagree though, did I? No, you didn't. You did. She wouldn't share her cake no, yesterday. you knew she wouldn't eat it all. We bought big chocolate cake, right? We're having a meeting and Kath has to bring her kids along now, it turns out. I can't and, shake her off. And uh, three. <laughs> she would have been fine in the car. And I, So we bought her a cake and it was a big cake. I knew she wouldn't eat it all and she did, would not share it. Bang out of order. <laughs> These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Road safety groups have criticised the 40-day driving ban given to a Hertfordshire man caught speeding at 124 miles per hour on the A41. Doctors' practices in Buckinghamshire are straining under the pressure of patient numbers, according to a report. And the former Conservative Cabinet Minister, David Mellor, says he was provoked after being secretly recorded having a blazing row with a London taxi driver. Would love to get your thoughts on that in the last 15 minutes of the show, 12 minutes. I feel sorry for David Mellor. Who knows what happened before that recording started and just the language of that some piece. It's, um, it's very divisory. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've got a fair amount of fog around this morning and there is a warning in place until 10 o'clock. It's quite dense and stubborn. Even once it does lift, we've got a lot of cloud today. A few showers coming up from the south. Um, Temperatures reaching about 9 or 10 degrees Celsius. A milder night tonight than we've had recently. A few spots of drizzle around, perhaps even some heavier bouts of rain. Temperatures down to about 5 degrees Celsius. And another cloudy day tomorrow. Fairly drab altogether with some uh, light to moderate rain and some dry spells too but uh, pretty grey altogether. Temperatures reaching 10 or 11 degrees Celsius. Now those temperatures rise through the week. Thursday we've still got some showery bits and pieces around but we start to see some brightness coming through. Friday though much better with the cloud lifting and looking drier as well and more settled over the weekend as high pressure starts to build. That's your latest forecast. I play at the taxi journey when the weather chat has dried up after five minutes. I play at your other half's really bad taste in TV. I play at the first chance you've had to sit down since that customer. And I play at ending up in the wrong queue at the supermarket every single time. BBC iPlayer, BBC Radio and TV, always there when you need it. 
08459 455 555. I'm feeling more and more sorry. I'm feeling sorrier and sorrier. I'm the language master for David Meller. Uh, I, I, th- yes, he said some um, inopportune choice phrases that are perhaps a little bit inappropriate and make him look a little bit arrogant. But we don't know what the cab driver said before he started recording the conversation. Isn't that convenient? And as I've said before, and I will say it again, the, just for Kath's amusement, the language in that piece is divisory. Uh, it is trying to divide the us. It's us and div- them. Divisive. It is, it, it, is a div- well, it is a divisory. Your mastery of the English language is derisory. And you are a plum. <laughs> I've got some text messages. Do you want to Stop trying to create a full boy. Yes, I do. OK, here we go. Go. Um, have a little guess how this is going to go. OK. BMW driver has texted us. Oh, oh yeah. He wants to go fast. Who's, hang on, what's he t- texted about? Speeding. He wants to go fast. 142 miles per hour, early morning, northbound, past Stevenage in a BMW 523. I didn't even realise till I thought I'd passed both junctions a bit sharpish. That was a blast, says Graham of Bedford. We've got his mobile phone number of the constabulary wants to get involved. 142 is excessive. 124 is excessive. I'm so sorry. I'm, I am. I really am listening. Nick says, "Shame that idiot who was speeding didn't end up in a ditch somewhere and trapped in the car." Says Nick, wishing him ill. Marion and Hemel. A little while ago, a bloke doing over a hundred miles per hour went into the opposite carriageway and killed a couple. He was mm-hmm. badly smashed up and in hospital for a year, so they didn't prosecute him because they thought he would never drive again. Well, he did apply for his driving license. The DVLA told the police, and he was prosecuted. The over a hundred miles per hour happened in the middle of the night. He thought it was okay, and it wasn't. Marion and Hemel. Will people never learn? is what she's saying but not saying Um, Matt says Steve is uh, well silly okay yep and Nick says anyone who drives at 124 miles per hour is simply a total pillock and has no regard to the consequences of his or her actions lose control of that kind of speed and you'll kill other innocent people ban the idiot for at least five years no excuse for driving that fast anything else yeah Here's another one. Go on, go. Impreza driver. Impreza driver. Yes. How's this going to go? Oh, Justin, are you still there? Yeah. Have we not done your thing yet? No. What are we... What? Sorry, what are you waiting to do? You uh, sent me out earlier. Many on. years ago, I did 40, 145 on the M74 because I had some idiot behind me. I just floored it, but a couple of miles decided it wasn't worth it. Idiot yeah. flew past me doing 120 plus. I got caught doing 106. Got a three month ban. No idea what the other Mike guy must have got. Oh, he was an impreza. Yeah, he was. Uh, okay, right. Is impreza an insult? I don't know. Is it? What's it Italian for? Just? Um, I don't know. But when I see those cars, I just think boy racer. Okay. Not for me. Well, you, you drive a sports car, don't you? I do, but not an Impreza. OK. I don't know what you were... I, I, I don't know, actually know what you're waiting for. OK, you sent me out at uh, 10 to 7 this morning... Yes. ..talking about David Meller. Yes. And uh, you were asking me to ask people on the streets, when was the last time you lost your You lost your, your temper, rag. yeah. When was the yes. last time you lost your rack? I totally rem- uh, yes. I remember that now. Now, I've got a piece coming up for you. Um, it starts off a bit light-hearted, but oh. then takes a very, very serious turn. OK. All right? So... so been- should I play the um, taking it to the street jingle or not? No. Not for this one? Not for this one. OK, mate. So, um, here's what happened when I went onto the streets this morning, asking people, when was the last time, a bit like David Miller, you lost your rack? Here's what happened. Hey, this morning, when someone walked on my wet floor. Wow, this morning? Yes. Got your mop in your hand there. What would you do if I walked on your floor? Well, you're a big lad, I'd probably say, have a nice day. 
<laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Sir, how you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Mm, bit tense. Um, when was the last time you lost your rag? I can't remember. I've got a funny feeling you might lose your rag with me. I think I'm going to leave it there. Cheers, boss. Yeah, right, thank you. Um, I was sitting having a cup of coffee in the muffin bar and I heard a commotion behind me. When I looked round, there was a, a small guy who was apparently drunk and he was having an argument with a lady who was quite clearly pregnant. Um, I didn't think any more about it and then next time I looked round, he'd actually kicked her in the stomach. So I just went over to him, asked him what he was playing at and he just told me where to go and then he took a swung at me. Well, I just automatically swung back at him and put him on the floor. And then uh, the police came eventually and said, did you hit him? I said, yes, I did. And they said, well done, because nobody else wanted to do anything. So everyone was just standing washing. You went straight in there? Straight in there, no problem. You saw what was going on. You thought, right, I'm not having that. Well, I used to be a doorman. I was a doorman for 13 years. And you get a feeling when there's things that are going to really go nasty. But I just couldn't believe how many people stood around and just watched. And I wasn't having that. If it had been a bloke, I'd done the same. But a pregnant woman, no way. There you go. Flipping heck. Mm. Oh, that, he was taking it to the streets, wasn't he? He was, and to be fair, you know, he said that there was a crowd of people just watching a man kick a pregnant woman in the stomach. He was not going to have that. He was having his coffee, completely lost his rag, got up, just got straight in there, and he dealt with that situation. What, what are your thoughts on David Meller, Just? Um, David Meller, I think, is a bit of an idiot, um, but I think he's a great broadcaster. And I think where, where he's gone wrong with this, uh, and this is such an interesting story, because... Where he's gone wrong, yes, we don't know what the taxi driver said to him. We've only got half that conversation. But what's the fact that that he's an award-winning broadcaster got to do with anything? If you got into an argument, why would you turn around? You would never turn around and say, uh, I'm Ian Lee, I'm an award-winning broadcaster. What's that got to do with anything? Nothing. You're right. um, we, We all say things when we're angry. Uh, that looking back, we perhaps shouldn't. We realise we shouldn't have said, and we regret. And I'm sure he regrets. Um, maybe not the language, but yeah, bringing up the award-winning. Mm. Um, the, the, there is kind of a reason why he's brought up. He's a broadcaster, isn't there? Because he is using that as a threat to the gentleman, saying, mm. "I present a show in London. It's listened to by lots of cabbies. So what? I have inf- I have influence over cabbies, and and that kind of thing. That's that's what he's getting at. Yeah, but it's still inappropriate to brought that up. Well, put it this way: I got into um, a heated row about two years ago oh, with yeah. a taxi driver, and I was very nearly arrested. Um, I'd done absolutely nothing wrong. Anybody who knows anything about taxi drivers late at night would know that you've got to pay money up front before they would drive off. So it was in St Albans. Uh, we paid like £30 to, to get back to Hemel. Uh, we got back to Hemel, and somebody had some chips in the car. They'd spilt the chips. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. That is out of order. Okay, but the police were then called over, well, and the taxi driver then said to the policeman, they haven't paid me. Now, that is absolute rubbish, and unless we paid him again, we were threatened by the police to be taken down to the police station to explain ourselves. Confused as to what this has got to do with David Mellor. No, but I'm just saying, I can understand to a certain degree how people get into arguments with taxi drivers, but never at any point did I say to him, excuse me, I've already paid you, and by the way, I work for the BBC. What's that got to do with anything? Nothing. You did spill chips in the back of his car. I would be flipping furious. Somebody paid the fine for that. But what he said was, we hadn't paid him the money. In which this we instance, had done. in this instance, I'm 
I'm on the cab driver's side. <laughs> Here's someone on the text who's in uh, David Meller's camp. Yeah. Keith in Bedford. I like David Meller. When I drove the LBC radio car in the late 80s, oh. he always made me a cup of tea when I turned up at his house. How nice. Huh. So that shows that some politicians uh, make tea. Yep, mm. that does that, doesn't it? Yeah. Job done. Uh, well, Justin, thank you. Thank you, boss. So I'm really sorry I kept you waiting, mate. I just... No, it's okay. I mean... If I'm not in tomorrow, if I'm in bed and I've got man flu, well, it's your fault. Well, you know, you can get those things pulled out again. Just, just, just go and pour some... There's a very fa- Thank you, Justin. There's a very famous story of um, uh, David Niven getting frostbite in his willy. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're going there, uh, and he had to. He was rushed to a hotel. It was in the Alps when they were. Sl- he used to make stuff up, didn't he? No, I've read those books. It's, the Moons of Bloom is a brilliant book. It's a it's a true book. And he rushed to a hotel and ordered a brandy. And right there in the hotel bar, zip. Oh, 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 oh. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the speed sensors on the M1 northbound and it's very heavy between Junction 13 for Bedford and 14 for Milton Keynes. And in Milton Keynes it's looking very busy at the moment. On Portway it's closed in both directions between the A5 and Antingham Hill because of an accident. And in Bowbrick Hill on Brick Hill Street there's reports that it's queuing at the, towards the level crossing because of a failure. And queues are in both directions on Caldicott Lake Drive to the McDonald's Roundabout and on Station Road to Church Road. In Wendover on the A413 London Road it's partially blocked in both directions at the junction for Hale Road and it's causing queues to Camborne Avenue and on the link to the Link Road because of a breakdown and in Holton Camp on the Upper Icknield Way it's queuing there between the Hairbridge Road at the Holton Camp and High Street because of an accident and that's uh, Samantha Breath BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much Our captain's wearing an old woman's headscarf it's actually hers and she looks like me nan going to the shops Get a fag on and you'd be Nanny Jennings. Javis is up next. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, do you think the taxi driver was right to secretly record David Mellon?